Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Well, we are back uh, to discuss Twin Peaks The Return, Part 8, a.k.a. What the Fuck. Got a light. Got a light. I don't have a light, man, because I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, the light you want is my soul, and uh, oh. I don't I don't have one for you. I'm all oh. out. You can't just, like, pull out a big and, like, it would be cool? Uh, like, he'd let you go? No, no. I think uh, I think the light he wants is deep inside, um, <laughs> and it burns eternal. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, the first question I had about this dude was, why does he have a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where is yeah. he getting a cigarette from? Um, you know, that's a question that... Uh, uh, the answer's in our hearts, I'm sure. But um, anyway, yeah, this is obviously by far, I think we can all agree. <laughs> is there any debate about this? Oh, I hope so. That this is the strangest uh, episode of Twin Peaks yet. I don't um, think anyone's going to debate that. Uh, remember when Major Briggs got kidnapped? And that was <laughs> weird. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. the Guardian on the Threshold. Uh, uh-huh. Wow, what was that about? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, what else? Uh, remember when Josie got trapped in that wood? Ooh. That's weird. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, spooky. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like maybe. Yeah, anything. I mean, like the giant visitation. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, with the with the waiter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the dream of the red room and. Yeah, obviously the final episode. That, yep. that long yep. sequence. I mean, that was some weird stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. It's uh, it's an interesting thing to kind of see the boundaries of storytelling on television be pushed uh, in real time and uh, <laughs> really pushed into the cinematic world um, and beyond, yeah. I think. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, very cinematic, this episode. Definitely the most uh, cinematic episode so far. Mm-hmm. Of this show or probably any show I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of weird shows, but nothing really kind of ever gets this close to it. Uh, And again, like, I remember when this season premiered and I was like, wow, I feel bad for any TV writers who have to go to work tomorrow because, Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing at your job, you know? Um, and, and, And so, you know, and now we're, like, light years past that. You know, uh, the earlier stuff seems tame in comparison. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Nido and mm-hmm. the American Girl. and Yeah, I mean, Laura taking her face off. Uh, Laura taking her face off. Evolution of the arm. Fox, evolution of the arm. Yeah. Yeah, all of it all is, that. all that's like, 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 uh, you know, pretty normal, pretty down to earth. People um, Cooper the Dougie, the, mm-hmm. like, all, it's all like, you know. It's crazy enough. Major Briggs, his body time traveled. Whoa! I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like get a. Gr- I mean, yeah. Compa- call me. To this. Call me when you come out of a space bubble, out of uh, <laughs> intergalactic space woman. I don't know what. I don't know what's happening. It's weird. It's a Her weird name position. Is experiment. Oh, see the experiment. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I had to. I had to. It took me a while to figure it out. But yeah, uh, she was credited. It's the same actress. She was credited as experiment model in the uh, first part. Yeah, uh, she appears. You know, in the box. I, I'm assuming because they used her as a model for like a, a generated image, maybe a computer generated image or something. Like I'm guessing that's why mm -hmm. they called her experiment model in that. But in this one, I think it's actually her in a costume. I and, see. Uh, and so she gets credited as experiment because I, I guess experiment is the name of this figure. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. I mean, yeah, I, there were so many things that it was like, if it was just this, I would maybe could understand it, but it would go to her, you know, if it was just Bob in a bubble, you know, I think I could maybe sort of almost understand that, but Bob in a yeah. bubble coming out of experiment like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means, and and and, well, it, and the way it came out, like I, I just don't get it. Well, you know, I don't know what it means either, really. Uh, and anyone who claims they do <laughs> <laughs> is David Lynch or Mark Frost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, you know, uh, I, here's what I will say about this episode. I mean, aside from you know the fact that obviously it contains a lot of very uh, surreal imagery. Yeah, to say I feel the like least. that's putting it mildly. Like I can't even, I can't really do justice to what it is like to watch this episode. I mean, we're gonna recap it, and it's gonna be ridiculous compared to watching it. Please watch the episode. Um, don't just listen to us talk about it because mm -hmm. um, it's just not, it's just not even close. Uh, but uh, you know, upon rewatch and and kind of reflection, I mean, I felt the same way about Firewalk with me, like you know, which is also kind of strange, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> not as strange mm -hmm. as this, but um, uh, you know, there, I think there are some nuggets of concrete information uh, that we can get from this. There's some um, concrete nuggets. Yeah, concrete nuggets that uh, that we didn't know before, and and. It's not 100% clear, you know, what those nuggets are or what they mean, but it does, like, generate uh, certain sequences of events and dependencies mm -hmm. <laughs> that, um, you know, that we didn't know before. So, like, for example, I mean, I, like, I don't think I talked about this maybe a lot or at all on the podcast, but I have been wondering from part one when we saw that thing in the box, you mm -hmm. know, um, attack, uh, Sam Colby and Tracy Barbarato. I, I was thinking, you know, um, you know, we also see Cooper fly through there after yeah. he's ejected from the black lodge. I was thinking like, what's the relationship between this figure and the black lodge, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I'm not sure we learned that in this episode, but we did kind of learn what the relationship between that figure and Bob is. Did we? I, I think so. What did we learn? Or what I do think, you think we learned? I think we learned that that creature vomited Bob. I mean, that's what seems like ha it happened. That's what seems to have happened. <laughs> like in I mean, it words. doesn't have to be that, but I guess that, but that's it's, like the most it's, straightforward... I guess, yeah, I guess my confusion, or it comes from from the 
you know, the, the, the difference between, uh, you know, the, the sort of matter of fact, pragmatic things happening that, that, you know, the actions you can describe, uh, the difference between that and their meaning, right? So yes, the, what, what we would consider vomit, you know, a uh, substance emanating from the mouth, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, came out of that entity and there was, a a, a sphere that had the image of Bob on it, um, yeah. you know, but what does that mean that she vomited Bob, you know, does that, is that the origin of Bob? Is that the Bob did not exist before that? Um, is she Bob's mother? Is that the mother that's, you know, that is what I'm door? starting to assume that, that that's, yeah, that that's kind of the connection. That was the thing knocking, like it, it starts to kind of make sense, uh, that perhaps, uh, you know, she's the source of some of these figures, uh, that we see now, clearly not all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the giant and Senorita Dido clearly existed independently of this, this experiment and they react to the thing that she creates. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, but yeah, at least some of them see, and you know, the place of the black lodge. I mean, I'd say that's still up in the air cause we didn't see the black lodge in this episode. Yeah, so. for sure. And I, it just, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. The, and, oh, geez. <laughs> it's it almost, it's starting to seem like the black lodge itself is just kind of in a way like, not that significant like yeah it's, well it's... clearly i mean that was that was sort of hinted at with the early stuff with the purple place i think yeah. you know the idea that there's other places you know we we had the, this idea before you know with the original series this idea that you know uh glastonbury grove and the, the portal and opening to a portal you know was sort of this intersection of our world and the black lodge slash white lodge slash red room at all and, um, you know, and then, you know, with this, uh, you know, Cooper being, uh, sent into whatever, uh, we get the sense, you know, wow, okay, the universe is a bigger place. Like what's going on in Twin Peaks is, is not even, you know, a hill of beans really, uh, compared to potentially some of the other things that are happening in the, uh, multiverse or whatever. Uh, yeah. so yeah, you do, you definitely get that sense that, um, uh, it's not, you know, it's not about the Black Lodge per se, but, you know, we do we even though we're getting these other contexts to sort of put black the Black Lodge and all these entities into, it's still not clear. You know, um, I guess yeah, what we're talking about like how important it is. You know, um, is Dale never going to go back to the Black Lodge? I mean, do we never see the Black Lodge again? I mean, I feel like we could in a way. Oh, except I think for the we fact will that see it's... it again because they got like Mike in there and yeah, I mean, I, I mean except yeah. for the fact yeah, you're right, Mike. Uh, but I, I just mean the fact the evolution that, of the arm. Yeah, but I mean they could show up other places. You know, there's they nothing could. preventing them from from being in any other reality that we've seen. Yeah, right? that's as, true. As far that's as we know, um, so that's the thing. It's it's again. I I might just say this on every podcast. But, you know, this idea that anything can happen is, is so um, precious um, because you, you know, that's that's what you want out of storytelling. You know, you want you want surprises, you know, not every story, but, you know, uh, some of the best stories, I think, you know, you want to be taken on a journey and not really know where you're going. Um, and, you know, that's that's this whole show, you know, <laughs> in the most understated way I could probably say it. 
you know, because it, it just, you know, every time you get new information about what's really going on or, you know, this whole flashback that's kind of happening, you, you, you know, like the giant would have never considered his world like this. Uh, even though they showed us apparently a portion of it before when, when Dale right. was there. Yeah. And, you know, these sort of the these sort of artif- artifices, you know, this theater and the, the machine, the bell shaped machine and yeah, yeah. all these contraptions. And, you know, um, it's uh, yeah. Every time we get new information, it, it's not like, oh, yeah, that's the kind of thing I thought it was. You know, it's like never like that. Um, you know, the fact that we came back seemingly came back to the purple place, but <laughs> we weren't at the same building we were at before. Right. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Um, you know, I wouldn't yeah. have expected that. Like, oh, there's multiple locations in the purple place of note. Apparently, you know, yeah. oops, didn't think that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah, anyway, there's lots to really get into um, here. And, you know, let me just say that um, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone has captured anything like the essence of Stanley Kubrick <laughs> than, uh, than David Lynch did in this episode, in this part. Um, you know, the, you know, the two biggest, I think, um, uh, iconic images of, of Kubrick's work, you know, well, two of the biggest, you know, um, the, the bomb <laughs> and the sort of um, space visualization, whatever you call that thing. Uh, rocketing. Yeah, the uh, Voyage. Ah, there's a name for that sequence. Yeah, there's a anyway, name for that. Yeah, but, when he uh, travels, uh, Dave Bowman travels exactly, through yeah. the, the vortex uh, and arrives in the hotel room. Yeah, like it's, you know, we've seen people do montages like that, uh, you know, since... Um, 2001 and i've seen them be okay i've seen them be interesting but this kind of just was like back to like oh i haven't seen anything like this before doing something that's similar but completely different uh but yeah anyway and i i just thought you know that that especially that moment when the bomb goes off and we hear the classical music i mean that's so kubrick you know kubrick used that music Mm -hmm. that exact music Uh, uh, makes sense in the shining um yeah yeah so yeah and it actually that music uh was specifically written for the victims of hiroshima <laughs> so oh, interesting it was it was pretty appropriate um yeah it's 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 a classical piece by a composer called Pendereki. yeah I, I i looked it up but yeah it's it's it definitely evokes kubrick because he he was totally he used mm-hmm. it yeah um, and, the, and the black and white um yeah yeah, it's uh, it just it's very very interesting to see. Um, it's a pretty spectacular sequence. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I couldn't believe what what was going on on screen. It was just uh, you know when they cut to 1945, and yep. I think here's the thing: like it it was like what? <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about in the last uh, podcast about flashbacks, right? I know, and, I know. And I really, I really was not thinking we would really get like a real flashback. Like, okay, hey, here's something that happened before that's really important about what's going on. And then we cut back and we get the biggest flashback ever. 
Yeah, you know, I know. Uh, and, and, and you know, yeah, and you're just like, what? You know, my job was literally open, just completely dropped. Yeah, uh, and it's you know because you have this huge tonal shift, um, you know, with with uh, everything in black and white, and you just get this extended sequence of, um, you know, there's no real words for it, but you know it in your heart. <laughs> yeah 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 i thought about that after the episode i was like god i remember being so clear on like oh lynch would never do flashbacks mm-hmm. so it's like oh it's a whole flashback episode great <laughs> not only not only is it all flashbacks but it's like two distinct time periods of mm-hmm. flashback however let me stand by and you know lynch can prove me wrong in two weeks if he wants but let me just say that what i stand by is that i don't think i don't think he'll do a flashback where he goes back to the time period of the original series and he recap and he recasts actors from that era that's something i don't think he'll do like doing something like this sure he can cast someone for this because these you know this time's never been shown in twin peaks Mm -hmm. before yeah so you know it's totally fine to uh to do something like this but um, it is a little weird that this giant's older in 1945 than he is in, you know, 1990. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting point, and it, and I that's probably what David Lynch said. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you just go with what you have. Yeah, I I think that you know kind of kind of got ruined really um, with Cooper's dream uh, back in the original series. You know, when he has old makeup yeah. on, but Laura doesn't. You know, yeah. and it's kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> if you weren't, you know, you can't really make that happen 25 years later unless you right. do CGI on her on her face, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that kind of goes out the door and it's totally fine that, you know, again, we're not worthy. I mean, we keep increasingly, <laughs> you know, we weren't like worthy at a certain level when it started. Yeah. And now it's just like we're we're so much more unworthy i think this was this was absolutely like the next level this is really i mean (laughs) i i really feel like i can't say enough about it this is like you can't (laughs) this is and i've i've enjoyed the series a lot so far yeah but this is pushed way beyond anything that this series has done so far correct you know let alone any other series also correct (laughs) (laughs) I, mean, I, I don't see how this show doesn't win all of the Emmys next year. I really yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. there's there's almost no way you can be a television professional who gets to vote on that thing and not give every in every category a nomination and in every category a win. I just I mean, I just don't see how you can do it, you know? And and, and it's just really this like awe-inspiring um sort of testament to um the uh the uh the uh je ne sais quoi of um <laughs> of of art you know of uh of of human yeah. uh, of the human uh, uh endeavor to communicate um 
experience. Uh, I mean, you know, this one of the things, and what I mean by that, <laughs> if I could be more, I feel vague, like I know what you mean. Yeah, but, right. Yeah, know. but but like you know, as a, as a detail to that main idea, um, that that you know, this idea that like this this series as we're getting it now is comp- we can all agree, right? Is not what we would have gotten in the 90s. Holy fucking shit, no. We would not have... Absolutely so, not. On so, ABC? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. In ah. 1991? Like, mm-hmm, come on. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so, like, this idea that, like, Lynch, uh, you know, and I'm including Mark Frost in this, he obviously has some integral part to play that I cannot discern, but I give him props <laughs> where his props are too. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna credit Lynch with everything, but I'm sure I'm sure that he played a role in like some of the story line mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the visuals uh, and the you know stylistic yeah. choices, the music. I know Mark Frost wasn't involved with any shooting or any post production, mm-hmm. so I mean okay, I think it's fair. safe to give Lynch credit. Yeah, for that's why I'm that siding stuff. on the yeah I'm airing on the side of Lynch here. But you know, yeah. just this idea that you can see the um, the progression of an artist. You know, twenty five years. Oh, yeah. You know, because he hadn't made some of his best movies by the you know when Twin Peaks was on. He hasn't made True. he hadn't made those yet. You True. know, and, and got to you know grow as a as a storyteller and a director and everything. And um, so I feel like we're you know part of this feeling that I have of being unworthy is, is that kind of thing of like having this this artist you know develop their voice for you know 40 or 50 years or whatever uh or it's more like 40 years or something um you know and then and then to kind of like you know give it to us in this display like this where it's almost like here's everything i know about what i know you know what i mean like here's all my tricks here's here's me playing at the highest of my intelligence and the highest of my intuition and I'm I'm like holding nothing back, you know, and and it's you know it's it's uh it's like it's Laura taking her face off, you know, it's David Lynch taking his yeah. face off, and like this is what's inside of me, you know, and and he already had incredible things inside of him, you know, back in the day, and so to yeah, have yeah. this, you know, this 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 depiction of this sort of obvious growth um uh and uh and honing of talent you know and ideas and, and and imagery and all and like everything it's yeah it's just really incredible and the fact that it's a tv show you know is is strange uh you know and i, I yeah. expect things like this from like matthew barney you know oh, yeah where definitely. where it's like okay great this is clearly an art, art film cinema, yeah yeah this is this is a, a specific kind of thing um, but, but yeah, it's strange to have a TV show cross into that and to be just as, you know, interesting and more than any, any of that kind of stuff that, ex- that is like setting out to be that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and also just that idea that like, you know, <laughs> Firewalk With Me was booed at Cannes, um, <laughs> back in the nineties. And then he got a ridiculously long standing ovation for the new Twin Peaks and yeah. I really think, as an artist, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Um, to have <laughs> your work, uh, you know, and really the same, you know, uh, type of work, uh, reach the the zenith and nadir of uh, uh, of critical, you know, response. 
Uh, you know, he's got it from top to bottom. You know, that's not everyone can say that, you know, even if yeah. like everyone loves your stuff, that's great. But how, you know, what's it, what does it do to you when everyone hates your stuff? You know, um, right. you know, even if that doesn't affect you in sort of, you know, the way you create your stuff, but, um, it's just interesting, you know, um, so to have that kind of like, re, you know, that, that spectrum of, of, um, response to his work, you know, plus the sort of growth as an artist is, is just really incredible to watch. And, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I could just talk about how awesome this is without ever talking about what it is we saw. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think there's parts in here that remind me a, a little bit of Eraserhead. Um, oh yeah, that's the thing. I, like, yeah, it's the whole it's apotheosis. Yeah, it's you know, like it, it, you're right. It's the it's the progression. Um, I think there there is also a progression of TV that TV could actually reach a place where mm-hmm. um, this could be on TV. I mean. Because I, I do think that was unthinkable. I mean, certainly. Um, I mean, cable TV wasn't even a thing when the original show was on, mm-hmm. and uh, the idea that this would be on ABC was laughable. And and even I mean, even for um, you know, even for cable TV. I mean, I mean, this is really pushing it. Like, you know, even for the you know the things people call like. Mm-hmm. you know the golden age of tv or whatever the peak tv stuff like that you yeah. know like this is way beyond that but i do think like it it helped that uh that the tv kind of pushed at least somewhat more in the mm-hmm. direction of being able to do more interesting and strange things um and uh i think the other thing that i was thinking about is like you know uh not to say the earlier parts didn't show this too because they they did but I think in this one, it was 100% clear that, you know, Lynch, uh, st- you know, he still has it, if you will. Like, oh, he hasn't, man. Oh, jeez. He hasn't just, like... He's got more like, of you know, it. He's, he's 70 years old, and he can still do, like... The it, best you know, stuff he's ever done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, Inland Empire was, like, kind of a concern. Like, did he, did he just forget, like... It, mm-hmm. Has he just gone off the deep end into this like weird? Not that it didn't have its moments, but um, you know, this was way more. Uh, I don't know, like enthralling and coherent than that was. Yeah, and actually, that's know? an interesting point, right? Is is um, as crazy and strange and groundbreaking as some of this stuff is in this series. Um, there's there's uh it's still tethered to a certain type of um uh coherent coherence uh yeah 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 co- not, you know what i mean yeah it's it's uh, not like inland empire where yeah there's great parts but that's because there's a billion parts and they're all over the place yeah yeah you know and it's like well you know a lot of averages you're gonna get something interesting because you're just right. like you know throwing things on the wall and seeing what sticks you know yeah versus this seems really I think that's literally what he did yeah that is literally what he, he's like i got a camera and an actress i'm gonna go ahead and shoot some stuff you know yeah. uh and i love my digital um <laughs> you know but but yeah Long i mean takes. <laughs> low lighting is perfect uh yeah and it's like you know just just yeah, I, I don't know. I'm babbling. It's cause... nice to have high quality like imagery, you know, mm-hmm. too, like to use. He's he's using digital, but like the nice digital, not yes. the like, shitty, grainy. He, he loved that 
bad digital camera back in the day. He even said, like, yeah, the quality's not good, but he just liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I much prefer this. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a lot better to look at, and he's definitely making use of a lot of strange effects. I don't know how he achieved a lot of the stuff we're seeing in this episode. Like, I don't know what we're looking at sometimes. I like, agree, and it's that stuff. and it's it's it, that's that's one problem. But how do you even communicate to somebody what you are trying to do? Okay, right. so imagine dots <laughs> flying across the screen, hitting each other into perfect oblivion. And they go, oh, okay, sure, David, I know I, I can create that effect. Uh, or, or what, you know, it's like Pong, but a billion Pongs. <laughs> a billion Pongs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's very, it's very strange. And, you know, the imagery in this part, uh, called into question, you know, exactly what we were seeing um, in, uh, what, part three when he goes to the purple place and, you know, there's that, yeah. there's that, there's that purple pinkish nebula, nebulous fluid that yeah. the camera that flies, in, you know, like that's kind of like, okay, you can't, it right. was one of those things you kind of sort of intuited like what that might be, but like now, you know, this is a more context to like that idea. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I thought, you know, we were talking before about Bob and where he might have been created and, and all this stuff, um, you know, and, you know, mother and what that what that might mean, you know, mm-hmm. like the, what 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 is a mother, you know, what, you know, um, in, right. in sort of an abstract form. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't I guess I never really thought we were really I guess I, I was I'm so used to thinking in the in Dame Lindelof type uh, stories uh, and I and I kind of just like thought we would never really get the origin of Bob, you know, in, in terms of like, okay, here's where Bob came from. I always just was right. like, he's been around for a long enough time that it doesn't even matter, you know, right. um, that it's not really that he's, you know, the, the spirits are these fundamental forces that defy sort of explanation or maybe the need for their, you know, origin or something. Um, but clearly not. Uh, no. Clearly, clearly that is important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's crazy. And it's <laughs> just like, you know, and I guess, you know, my ideas were skewed by the, the Owl Cave painting. You know, I'm like, well, if that painting yeah. is, you know, 100 years old or whatever, then that's, that's how old these, these entities are, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, not Bob. You know, and uh, God, I mean, it makes you reevaluate all the stuff with Mike, you know, uh, the whole idea that, you know, Bob was this like rogue agent, you know, Uh, you get that sense from fire walk with me, you know, you stole the Garmambosia, you know, and like he was, he was doing things that like, uh, the rest of them weren't doing, you know, uh, even in the convenience store, you know, they're all kind of sitting there while he's being counseled by, uh, you know, the man from another place. And, uh, yeah. and that, you know, so you think, oh, they're all, is it like a pantheon of entities or something? You know? Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Is, is, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many questions you could ask, uh, just by Bob being in a bubble <laughs> coming from the experiments vomit. Um, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Lindelof. Cause I was going to say, this is like, this is like the cross the sea. Yes. For, I was thinking uh, that too. For Twin Peaks, like, mm-hmm. and and the difference could not be more dramatic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, 
this this is like this is such a good illustration of like what I've what I've tried to convey several times on the podcast. But I think like if you if you've watched Lost and and you watch this episode, then I think you can get the clearest idea of what I had in mind. Like so, of course, I hadn't seen this when I originally saw Lost, but. Uh, you know, going in, I mean, I remember people saying like, oh, this is, you know, this show's like weird. It's like Twin Peaks, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you watch like the surreal sequences in that where like weird stuff happens, dream sequences, stuff like that, compare it to what you're watching in this episode. And I think you can get an idea of why I was disappointed initially, because like mm-hmm. what this episode and like I mean most of the stuff he's done you know is like this too but I mean this is just super dramatic illustration of the fact that you know it's not that no one else does anything good but mm-hmm. David Lynch the stuff he does is something that really only he can do yep yep <laughs> and it's just that personal um, yeah, and that's why it's so uh, attractive to watch. It, you know, I mean, that's yeah. what we want out of any storyteller is the storyteller's voice, and the more distinct, the better. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where how Hollywood is Hollywood is run. You know, um, we want this person to write this thing because it, it'll be this way. We get this director to do this thing because it'll be this way. You know, and and that's all you try to do as an artist. Literally, that's all you're trying to do is hone your voice and communicate your ideas. And yeah, he's able to do that uh, with such aplomb. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you just, if you look at those dream sequences in Lost or in Leftovers, or just just take any show with dream sequences or with mm-hmm. surreal sequences, look at, look at American Gods. I mean, look at like... Mm-hmm. Anything that's like you know trying to trying to kind of push the boundaries of strangeness yeah. on TV, and you just you just it seems so it just seems so mild and watered down mm-hmm. and like very simplistic and straightforward. Yep, <laughs> and and like direct and like and also just strangely unimaginative. Like I just mm-hmm. by I, comparison, you know, yeah. Yeah, by comparison, like I, I, I just I, I'm amazed at how how much seems to be there um, when when David Lynch gets his hands on stuff like this, and mm-hmm. and it just it just makes it just makes me wish other people wouldn't try to do stuff like that, you know. Um, I mean, you know, Kubrick definitely had a grasp on on things along those lines. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like he's the only one, but he's the only one who can do it in this particular way. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it's, and I it's, think he's the only one who's really effectively done it on TV. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I'm just looking at the part, and Bob is in Mr. C's <laughs> stomach. Just wanted oh, yeah. to. Oh yeah, we'll have to talk about just that. Just wanted to mention. Just that's, wanted to mention. Yeah, that's the that's like the normal part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even the yeah, and it's uh, the normal part got got uh, infiltrated with the strangeness. The normal part is so strange, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was like it was kind of a a sneak preview for yeah. where we were going. It could have ended there, you know, when yeah. uh, when Ray shoots Mister C and and the woodsmen come out and they do whatever they do. My jaw is dropped wide open, and I'm like, holy crap, what's happening? Um, you know, uh, that could have been the the, yeah. the high point. You know, it could have gone downhill back to Normalsville after that, and I still would have thought this was a great part, you know? Absolutely. And it just, that was, that was like first gear, 
you oh, know, um, yeah. yeah, if the engine was even on yet, <laughs> <I> you know, <laughs> like, I know, I had no uh, idea. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. So when they cut to 1945, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got nervous because because of the book, you know, because of all those like Dougie Milford, like alien X-Files, mm-hmm. like things in there, um, all that stuff. Like I was like, oh, God, because a cut to 1945, like. It, just in the abstract, a cut to 1945, atomic bomb test. Yeah. Um, creature uh, uh, descending on a small town, a bug crawling inside somebody. I mean, if you just say all that, like, that could be on X Files. For sure. You know? It wouldn't be anything like this, though. And that really shows, like, the difference. It's all about how you present the thing, mm-hmm. you know? And this didn't feel remotely like the X-Files, even though <laughs> even though it has elements that absolutely yeah. could have been on the X-Files. Yeah, and I think part of that that, that feeling is you're, you're never grounded uh, in anything. Yeah. You don't Very know true. where you're coming from. You don't know where you're going. And and even and it's interesting to have that feeling within the context of like a, an historical event, you know, or this idea that we know, ha- you know, we know nuclear bombs are tested and dropped yeah. on cities. So, you know, but and you you just still are like, what's what's going on, you know? And then we zoom into it, um, <laughs> and things get yeah, things. And I'm like, I've never seen that. I've never ever ever. I've watched a lot of movies and TV. I have never seen the camera zoom into a nuclear explosion. <laughs> How have I never seen that? Yeah. You know, um, you know, and then you get, you know, and then you, you know, and, the, and the rest of this stuff, you know, it's so interesting. And David Lynch is right. And that's why his stuff is works is, is you just intuit what's happening and you get the sense of what you're watching without ever really knowing you know, it's like tapping into your, like, uh, limbic brain or something, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, almost like it's, like, uh, pre-verbal or something. You can't yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. You, you, you can take it in and process it, but you can't really reiterate it. Like you're a it. baby just trying to, like, yeah, understand um, the universe. Exactly. That's, that's really. a good, yes. It's like you're a baby <laughs> trying to understand the universe for 20 minutes. <laughs> That actually sounds accurate. <laughs> That's a direct quote. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, um, it's one thing to be able to imagine this stuff. It's another thing to actually uh, communicate it to professionals who have to help you make it. Yeah, yeah, because clearly he didn't do it alone. I mean, yeah. lots of people were involved. He had to somehow make this get realized. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and then it's another thing to like, you know, do all that and have it be good and interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, there's just so many levels here, you know, and I really don't know a lot of people who are watching Twin Peaks. Um, and, and I, and I feel bad in a way because I, there's no way I can really, and I've tried to communicate like what, (laughs) what it's, I don't even know what I'm trying to communicate. Like I guess the importance of this show is really the the general gist that like it, whether you like Twin Peaks or not, it's like you should be watching this uh, yeah. because it's oh, yeah. completely unlike even if you don't care about it in the end, like 
it's it's like um, you know, just to be like required viewing, so you understand the capabilities of storytelling and yeah. and and, te- and television, you know. Um, and yeah, so it's really you know, and you do have to go through two seasons that have it has its ups and downs, and you got to go through Firewalk mm-hmm. with me, which is you know, for a long time I felt was very impenetrable, and then like really watching rewatching the original series. And Firewalk with me, sort of in concert, and the missing pieces. It like dawned on me. Okay, I, I got. I kind of have a handle on this. You know, it's the same. I think uh, process we kind of went through with with other Lynch works. You know, with like Lost Highway, yeah. Mall and Drive, where yeah, yeah. you did you couldn't really tell people what was happening. But then, but now, you know, after after you think about it for a long time and, and come up with ideas and you know podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you that do get helps. a sort of underlying sense of what's going on and the, and the main idea, which, which is really helpful. And it's not yeah. like, oh, this is just random nonsense. It's like, no, okay, I, I, I get the story. I get what's happening here. And there's crazy stuff on top, but the foundation, there is a logical sort of story happening. And I think that is, and that's true of Eraserhead too. Like, I think mm-hmm. that is uh, a central thing about, about Lynch in general. And, you know, and maybe that was part of the problem with Inland Empire that it kind of lost this to some degree, even though it, it, it tried to ground something in some kind of narrative, but, but generally like, yeah, there is, it's not it's not something you can always completely pin down. It's not that you can explain everything that you see on screen. It's not, not like, mm-hmm. you know, oh the, you know, whatever, the convenience store symbolizes like the yeah. downfall of America. You know, like it's not like it's not direct like that, but uh there is like a story there, mm-hmm. you know, in in pretty much everything. And, uh, yeah, if you spend the time and you kind of watch it and you think about it, you know, you won't necessarily agree on every interpretation, but I think you will mostly get, like, the same general idea of a narrative happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's absolutely happening here, even though, like, you know, <laughs> it, you're, there, there's a lot of craziness, but, yeah, it's not it's not just... Here's some cool. Here's mm-hmm. some cool visuals and yeah. some music to go with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just a pure abstract experience. Yeah. You know, and it and it also ties in very concretely and directly with, um, you know, Twin Peaks mythology. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in ways that we understand now, and maybe in ways that we'll understand better later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, some of it's not hundred percent clear. But, uh, but yeah, an origin story for Bob, I mean, I think that's, you know, I didn't know that was on the table either. No, no idea. uh, That's crazy, you know? And it's Um, such a great way to keep Frank Silva relevant in the story because he can depict him in this way that he can, you know, never age and still be there, you know? And it's, and it's still in keeping with the Lynch visual style you know, he loves that. And it's very, it's very like cheesy in a way, you know, a lot, not necessarily in this part, but in general, David Lynch has a, like a bag of tricks with effects that yeah, can yeah. look very cheesy, uh, but they still emote an idea. So they Putting work. faces on things. So yeah, faces on things, you know, yeah. um, where it doesn't look realistic in a way, but yeah. it looks like something, you know, um, <laughs> so you kind of get it, but, but so it, it was, so yeah, it's very cool to be able to have Bob sort of in this part, 
uh, and, and have, you know, him there by virtue of this kind of way David Lynch likes to depict certain, uh, certain things visually. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy. Um, man. Oh geez. And then a bug came out of a, a sh- uh, egg <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I thought, I thought we saw the crazy, uh, no. Laura came out, out of a bassoon. Um, <laughs> a golden, a golden woodwind instrument. I don't know what's happening here, and um, uh, <laughs> you know, and she goes into the black and white. Why is it black and white? I don't know why it's black and white because it's the past. I don't know why. Um, no, it's always black and white, right? Was, was the past just, black and white? That's and, just how they live there. <laughs> So they had color televisions back in the 50s, but the world was just black and white. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Exactly. Who says there's so not answers? It looks like the world. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. And what does that even mean? And who are these people? And, and, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Nine Inch Nails shows up. Uh, and that's what I was going to say earlier about, you know, the laughable idea that any of this stuff really could have been on ABC in the 90s. I'm like... Fucking t- Nine Inch Nails wouldn't have been on ABC in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you know what I not. mean? Like, yeah. and that's the mildest part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazingly, they were around back then. I know. <laughs> yeah, a they, long time. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, <laughs> it was their early days, but still. Yeah, and it's Damn. and this whole extra kind of uh, thing that the show is doing with showcasing bands is very interesting it's Uh, a strange thing yeah yeah you know i was thinking um uh in a way like if the episode lengths uh didn't have to like fit a certain you know parameter or whatever like it might have made sense to although in another way like maybe this was a better idea whatever i mean i'll go with what they decided to do but i was thinking like the the first sequence involving Ray and Evil Cooper, you know, and then a Roadhouse performance, like you could tack that on to the previous mm-hmm. uh, part, and then that would be like the ending at the Roadhouse, you know, and yeah. then this this part would just be the you know the flashback Oops. stuff. Yeah, you know, there's a logic there, like mm-hmm. that, that's kind of how it plays anyway, because mm-hmm. the the Roadhouse performance is kind of a bridge, even though we do get a little bit of Evil Cooper, you know, sitting up after the Roadhouse thing, but yeah, um, but you know, like for the most part, like it's it's kind of the cutoff between the you know the stuff that's taking place in the present and the and this like crazy flashback um, sequence or mm-hmm. sequences, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess that's how I'm like, you know, uh, I think it's going to be interesting if there's going to be, um, I mean, maybe he won't bother, like he's just fine with like how they're airing it, but I wonder if he's going to like make any effort to, uh, try to like edit it into one long thing, you know, as it was conceived, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, in the, in script form, um, you know, cause they had to cut it up. Interesting. that you know yeah it'd be interesting because they have those credit sequences where sometimes stuff is happening but yeah it'd be interesting if they uh kind of edit yeah they would have to change certain things to Mm -hmm. to make it work i mean um and it would be ridiculous to like sit down and watch an 18-hour movie Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's like uh, watching uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Extended Edition twice or something. Exactly. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like like I could see the flow of um, you know in the previous part you see uh, Ray and Cooper come out of the prison, mm-hmm. you know, and then we go to them uh, driving down the road. They have their little confrontation. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, and then then suddenly we trans. You know, after this crazy reveal with the the woodsman coming out to to help him or whatever, we you know then we transition to this like flashback. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I can see that being logical, but it it, it is pretty shocking in episode form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's I yeah I don't know what they were doing, and they but they did it. <laughs> they did it, and they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Yeah, clearly. Um, clearly. Yeah, just again, any you know, just watching a show or anything can happen is is just such an interesting experience, and and uh, and just the strangest things keep happening. You know, like when we first saw the, I guess we call him the Woodsman now, the one in Hastings Prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when we first saw that guy, I had no idea that. Um, uh, that was going to really, you know, open up into a larger cast of similar characters, you know. Yeah. And I was talking about last podcast, I think. I thought this, it was just that guy. Yeah, I was talking about last time uh, that idea that I that I thought, like, I guess I was saying by the last part that um, if there were other entities to that were important with the mythology, that I would have expected to see them by now. And I and the caveat, of course, was the that woodsman guy. He was the only other sort of new thing that we saw besides, like yeah. you know, some of the weirder, some of the like the experiment model and that kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's weird, you know. One episode, one part later, we do get this whole other group of entities that are, you know, super important to like what's going on here. Um, yeah. And we get, you know, and the giant has a friend. A lover, right. a compatriot, all the above. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, yeah, oh, geez. And then Laura comes out in a bubble. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, that happened. That happened. Um, yeah, oh, geez, <clears throat> so much. Uh, yeah, just, just everything keeps happening, and it just keeps being crazy. You yeah. know, it's not like a crazy thing happens and then a normal thing happens. It's not like, oh, the woodsmen show up and, you know, okay, they, you know, maybe terrorize some people or whatever. And then they, you know, fade into the background. And then, you know, throughout this, the decades, they, you know, are responsible for, you know, whatever it might be, you know, with these entities. It's like, no, no, they had something to do. And he went to the radio station and did it. Yep. And, um, and uh, you know, what what's going to happen next? You know, who's, you know, there's no way to know, like, how much more story we're going to get out of the black and white past world. Um, you know, is this the beginning of a, you know, multi-part storyline here? That's a good question. It does seem like there's story left to tell. I, yeah. I wonder. Oh, I hope so. I wonder if they're going to kind of fill in the gaps in some other way or if, or if we will actually get more flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an, that's interesting. I mean, I, I would like to understand like what's going on. I mean, especially in the 1956 sequence. I mean, to me, that's like the least clear, strangely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It's a ridiculous thing to say. Like, I, I do feel like I don't understand what the point of that um, thing is. And it, it feels so open-ended that, um, uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like there has to be a follow-up in some form. Yeah. Um, so I assume we'll get that. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah, it just you just would have never thought, oh, yeah, and then, you know, 1956, and there's a... There's a something in an egg and it's going to crawl into somebody's mouth and then do what? Yeah. What are you going to do now? Do you know? And then what? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Um, but okay. I guess we can uh, maybe get into the episode and Shall we recap? Uh, start dissecting uh, the undissectable. Yeah. Yeah. So this recap is, is a tough one. Uh, Why? You know, because of the <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, because of the, you know, the visual nature of a lot of parts of this episode. So, I mean, I'm not going to attempt to describe everything that you see on screen because it's just, I don't really, I mean, I, (laughs) I don't have, let's just say I'm not capable of producing enough words in the right order to, (laughs) you know, adequately convey what's on screen so i mean I, i'm just gonna have to leave it to you to, to kind of watch it uh I, you know I'm, I'm gonna mainly just focus on sort of the the broad strokes of like what's happening and you know the story and stuff like that but since this episode is so based on visuals like it the recap's just gonna be a weird one mm-hmm. um so you know bear with me uh all right so you ready to start this yeah um okay so uh we start with the real world the normal real world uh we have ray and evil cooper driving in their car fresh from uh being released from the uh yankton federal prison Mm -hmm. um evil cooper uh disables some tracking devices on the car with some kind of device uh that he throws out the window i What's that thing and why does it work? We'll never know, maybe. Um, uh, I, they they mentioned going to a place called The Farm. Um, so that's a, that's a location that might come into play dead later. Dead dog farm? Maybe. There have been dead dogs. <laughs> uh, Ray, uh, Ray tries to... Uh, get more money for the for the numbers which i guess are coordinates that he has memorized that i guess he got from hastings uh secretary that's that's a thing from a while ago mm-hmm. um they pull off the highway uh ray has to pull over so he can pee then evil cooper pulls out the gun from the gloves compartment that he asked for his from little friend Morgan, his little friend exactly he goes to confront Ray about the information, but it turns out Ray also has a gun. Evil Cooper's gun doesn't fire. Ray says, tricked ya, and shoots uh, Evil Cooper. Uh, and then he, a couple of times, and then he goes goes up uh, to him to finish him off, presumably. And that's when the woodsmen show up. <laughs> and just when things got weird, they got weirder. <laughs> Yeah, the I woodsman. mean, jeez, I, I mean, so much to even talk about here. Do you, uh, you want to just talk about this part first? We can uh, talk about that. Yeah, I need like three hours to just, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, 
Gee, where to start? Uh, so the tracking device, I, I it looked like a cell phone, and um, I guess it was a phone, yeah. And he used his technomancy to uh, somehow observe that there were tracking devices that he just had to touch an app and <laughs> make Type it go away. Type in the license plate of the truck in front of them, and he like, like yeah, attached it to that truck somehow, which which like makes no sense. It makes you know, no sense, like. Because the, 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 the tracker should be physically on the car and some sort of GPS-based system. Yeah. Uh, so it should matter what license plate of the car it is. It should matter where the trackers are in physical space. Yeah. Yeah, he's able to do some, some tricks, some, uh, some magic, uh, if you will. And I think we're meant to assume that it's working. Why wouldn't it work? You know, I'm not Damon Lindeloffing this. Like, no, it's, it's... that's the other. That's the thing about this this show that you don't. There's no need to like wonder. Is it really happening? Yeah. Uh, is the, is that really the thing? And I, I and I think it would. I don't know. I dare to say. You know, it would be just just you know too incomprehensible by half you know but to 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 have everything that's so crazy on this show plus we don't even know if what they're doing is real or accurate right. or what they're yeah. saying is true you know sort of a thing like oh they just said that because they think that he just thinks right. there's three trackers you know right. like if we have to play that game too I, that just it's would be too much, much. that would yeah, be too much so yeah yeah i don't have the impetus to sort of wonder about about like you know they're gonna cut to the cops and they're gonna be like oh look they tried to put the tracker on the truck but you know right. we 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 knew how to get around that like no I, that's not gonna be it they're prop. someone's probably gonna say we lost though yep yep and then we'll we'll know that it works. I was surprised uh, they were even being tracked. You know, uh, I didn't think the warden had it in him that he was going to even well, try to do something like that. Should we talk about that? Because I think that's an interesting thing here about this story. All right. Because um, well, so we didn't get to the end of it, um, which you know, the end of it is kind of a part of what I want to say about it. Um, uh. Yeah. So so um I don't know. Do I need to do I need to describe the end part or just No, okay. So so like you remember from earlier in the season, Ray and Daria, right? Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing with It was a fucking, whole thing. Ray and Daria and um Tallulah. And, cer- and yeah, exactly. And at a certain point, um uh, Eva Cooper like taps their phone and listens in on a conversation that Daria's having with mm-hmm. Ray, I believe, where he's talking about um, being in prison. And also, we find out that um, uh, that uh, that they they were going to kill Evil Cooper, you know. And, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like, he's like, you have to do it now. Yeah, you know. Um, obviously, she fails, but. Um, I remember that was a thing at the time, a mystery that I just lost track of because so much has happened since then. Mm-hmm. But like, who wanted to kill Evil Cooper? You know, yeah. like that's, yeah. that's an extra level of crazy. Yeah, know? that's a good point because I I did lose track of that, and I kind of thought Ray is trying to kill Mister C because Mister C is trying to kill him, and, and not to not like tying it back to the idea that Ray, <laughs> you know, is possibly contracted out to do that 
um, yeah. and that he still would want to do that. I, I, I kind of thought, you know, plans had changed, you know. That whole car accident really threw me, um, you know, because it, it just made it seem like whatever <laughs> big plan that he had been spending 25 years creating got thrown off or something, you know. Oh, now Ray's in jail. Oh, okay, well, I guess we're not doing that plot line anymore. It's like, oh, no, we're doing it. It'll just be five more parts before we get back to it. Yeah, you it know? was just a slight delay. Yeah, a slight um, delay. Inclement yeah. weather. <laughs> in a way, it was, like, the least delay. Like, he ended up getting sent to the exact prison that, mm-hmm. you know, Ray was in. So well, that it, was kind of convenient. Like, yeah, it seems like it was a good thing, you know, in a way. Yeah. Uh, he seemed like he had a plan of how he was going to get Ray out, but the, you know, the contingency worked fine, you know, kind of getting yeah. sent there accidentally. Um, but yeah, so did I, did you finish what you wanted to say about that? Oh no, no, no. Oh, okay. So, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I do think there's part of it that, that Cooper wants to kill him and that's why he's doing it at this moment. But Nonetheless, there was that idea out there that mm-hmm. someone wants to kill Evil Cooper and like, mm-hmm. who is that, you know? And um, I think in this episode we find out it's Philip Jeffries. I was just going to guess that maybe it's Philip Jeffries, but why Why is that my intuitive guess? <laughs> why did I well, just think who, that was... Uh, that's who Ray calls um, right after he leaves the scene. Um, that's oh. who he's talking on the phone with. Um, I mean, I presume he I says Philip. I know. forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good call. I, so I've only seen this once, and it's oh, all okay. a wash. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, I barely know what happened, but I do remember that now that um, he said Philip. Okay. So, so I mean, there's levels of confusion here for me about that. Like, I mean, why? We, you know, we don't have to spend all day on this because this is a running thing, obviously, with the show, but. You know, the show has told us a lot of stuff about Philip Jeffries. Uh, there's the Philip Jeffries calling Albert, uh, getting information about the the man in Rio, mm-hmm. that uh, for Cooper, supposedly. We know Cooper had a house in Rio. We found out about that more recently. Mm-hmm. And the agent in Rio ended up dead. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, Cooper claimed to be working with Philip Jeffries in the interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of that was manipulation. But we did see in the motel room scene after he kills Daria, he gets on the phone and he talks to someone who he believes is Philip Jeffries mm-hmm. initially, but then realizes it's not Philip Jeffries. No. So, like, that's where my levels of confusion start to, like, get ridiculous because I don't really understand what happened. Like, is there, are there two, is, was somebody pretending to be Philip Jeffries? Is a Philip Jeffries doppelganger involved is yeah it... so i was thinking too who knows there might be a jeffrey's doppelganger i mean it, it, it there's just yeah it causes a question a lot of things. who was he talking to in that scene i mm-hmm. mean I, I still don't know like if that like if philip jeffrey's is the one trying to kill him in a way it would make more sense if that was philip jeffrey's on the phone mm-hmm. but it wasn't and so then it's like what the fuck does that mean yeah and so um i don't really understand you know i'll be with bob again those weird lines you're going to the black lodge soon you know, you're going back there soon, you know. And then um, in this uh, episode uh, part, uh, you know, Ray mentions uh, that he saw something, you know, uh, which which was Bob, you know, mm-hmm. um, coming out of, of uh, you know, Evil Cooper's abdomen. And he says, like, he thinks it might be the key to what this is all about. 
you know? Uh, it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah. What's this all about? What? What? Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And why do you think that? And what yeah. do you think you saw? By the way, like, yeah. By the way, yeah. What do you think you saw? <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's a. I mean, could it be that the guy on the phone was Philip Jeffries, but he had a change of heart and now he's against uh, Mr. C? Well, so that yeah, that was one possibility. Like, like Philip, Phil, maybe Philip thought that it was the real Cooper for a time, and then mm-hmm. like realized, or uh, it was a long con, and he always intended to betray him at some yeah. point. I mean, it just well, it seems like. The, that line, I will be, you know, you'll go to the Black Lodge and I'll be with Bob again. You know, now that Bob is a, a ball, a sphere, a, a thing that could be in your stomach, uh, I wonder if it's a it's a type of MacGuffin in a way, you know, where, where, you know, that's a thing, you know, you can transfer or get. If you kill Mr. C, you can get this Bob right. thing or something, you know, as long as the woodsmen don't show up. Um, you know, so maybe that's, that's part of what's going on too, you know, uh, or, um, yeah, I, you know, just the idea that the, the relationship between all these entities and, you know, Mike and Bob and all, you know, is still up in the air, you know, and I think any other story along these lines would have made that really clear, you know, again, like across the sea from Lost, you know, um, you know, you would, you would get a sense of the the powers that be and what they want and why. And even though, you know, we see these people in action, uh, it's not clear. I don't know what the giant did when he exploded gold out of his head. <laughs> like, uh, I, huh? I don't know what that is. And Laura, a ball of Laura shows up and then goes into a, uh, uh, a projection of earth you know one of the best parts and 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 this is this reminds me of the um the jailhouse woodsman you know when he when he he sort of flies and then disappears but then his head reappears a little and floats away where it's it's this kind of like half measure whole double measure (laughs) which makes no sense and and yeah. I felt like it was we saw that again when the um, when the golden Laura orb uh, went into the black and white image where it oh, seems yeah. like it starts to turn black and white, but then it's gold the rest of the time that it's flying to black and white Earth, and you you know you kind of would expect it to turn black and white if it's going to go into the black and white thing, right. you know, uh, but it kind of does it, kind of does, kind of does it. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting, but. Um, yeah, so who <laughs> the fact that there's even the fact that Ray even has a storyline still, you know what I mean? That he oh. know Oh sorry, sorry, go ahead. Good I idea. Just, you just made me remember something. Oh, I was gonna say that I fact, wanted to say about that. Oh yeah, the fact that like, you know, Ray knows stuff that Mr. C doesn't know is crazy to me, you know. The fact yeah. that there's somebody who wants to kill Mr. C, you know, um, you know, you would, because I, I guess I just pictured, well, the bad guy's going to have a plan of what they want. They have a goal, but they're the bad, they're the main bad guy, and they kind of know everything they need to know outside of, you know, what the hero's going to do to stop them, you know, but it's like, no, it's not like that at all. You know, it's fairly clear that Mr. C is not the most powerful entity going on here, uh, you know, and that um, he doesn't necessarily know um, the big picture, you know, um, and, and yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder what he has to say about this, you know, like, 
is he surprised at what happened when he got shot? Did, did he did he know what the woodsmen were doing? Did he, you know, even kind of pick that up, what was happening? You know, because um, it's just, there's nothing that that I think suggests that, um, you know, the, the um, you know, we <laughs> can't even use words here, that, um, you know, the occurrences that happened, you know, were something that you would understand. You know, it's like... Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, in our reality, in our life, you know, there's certain things that we know because we have this sort of body of history that tells us sort of, sort of certain things, you know, about reality. But like, I don't think he necessarily has that like handbook on, okay, you know, it's like a handbook. Now you're a doppelganger, you know, and this means this, and this means you're connected to the woodsman this way. And this means that Bob is in your stomach. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it, it just called in the question, like what he thinks about his reality and his situation, uh, you know, and this idea of like objective knowledge. Um, and you know, to me, it's like, yeah, I don't think he has any like objective knowledge about about like uh, the you know the cosmic forces that are going on here. You know, does he know no. about the giant? You know, and the giant's world, and like, I don't think I don't. There's nothing that tells me he sh- would would know about that. Not necessarily. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, yeah, and like any anything about um, you know, his like being able to read minds. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's you know what to whatever extent he can do that. It's it's definitely limited because mm-hmm. he clearly didn't expect what what happened. Yeah. But that's what I was gonna say about Ray. So so this is like aside from Philip Jeffries, which like Philip Jeffries is like the greatest off screen character mm-hmm. <laughs> of this season. So so perplexing. I, you know, Major Briggs is probably runner up. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, sort of off screen. Um, uh, he so so like you know. Here's the thing. Ray has a gun. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we find out that Ray has a gun. I mean, when Evil Cooper made his deal with the Warden Murphy, mm-hmm. he didn't say, oh, and give Ray a friend, too. No, no, no. So but that gun must have been provided to Ray. Right. Somehow, I mean, he, some way. He he didn't he couldn't have just had it on him in the prison. No. Right. No. So 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 uh, and. Uh, Evil Cooper's gun not firing mm-hmm. like that shit had to have been set up right and I don't see how Ray could have rigged that you know uh, unless they stopped at a certain point off screen I think he you know? uh, disabled the firing pin well sure but like when though Sorry, without lost. Evil Cooper noticing <laughs> my lost joke <laughs> it is such it, that's exactly what that moment is yeah it's totally it's totally the Rousseau thing but but like he couldn't have. I feel like Ray couldn't have done that unless something mm-hmm. happened off screen. No, where... uh, yeah, I think I think the that ca- that car had a gun for Ray and a disabled gun for Mister C. Yeah, uh, which and, suggests and... that someone called in a fix and and actually, although it looked like they were just letting Evil Cooper go, and mm-hmm. uh, my number one suspect here would be Philip Jeffries since he seems to be. In charge of this uh, Ray operation, mm-hmm. um, do you mean operation? <laughs> I would say that he called the the warden and uh, and said, "Yeah, let him go. Make sure his gun's disabled and give Ray a gun too." You know, and like that's that's why mm-hmm. it was set up like that. I you know? I was thinking it was not necessarily Philip Jeffries, but but maybe the warden's backup plan. Like he think thinking that. 
you know, Mr. C needs to be stopped. You know, this is a guy who just threatened the warden with his deepest, darkest secret. Maybe it's just that, and he told Ray and, about and, it. And, and then, and then he basically said, hey, Ray, you know, take this guy out, and it'll help your sentence, you know, because we're, you know, I mean, maybe he didn't say, you know, we're tracking you and all that stuff, but, but you know, maybe he, he, he made it seem like that was a, a good deal for Ray. Little did he know that's what Ray wanted to do for another reason, you know, anyway, because if whoever, right. you know, and that could be Philip Jeffries, you know, um, seems to be Philip Jeffries. But, um, yeah, I think you would have to suppose that if Philip Jeffries coerced a warden into doing something, then he would have to know something about the warden to coerce him with. Right. So that calls into question what that might be. Is it the same thing? Mr. Strawberry well, that's what and all I was that thinking. stuff. I mean, supposedly, like, if if Evil Cooper died, like, this information would go out. So it's, it's it just seems risky for the mm-hmm. warden to try to have him killed, which is why I was thinking Philip Jeffries or some other, you know, so, character would intervene to kind of... Do you think Philip Jeffries has a dog leg and he has the information <laughs> on the warden and he just was like, hey... I'll just call the warden and, and blackmail him with the information that I have. And then, and then the warden's like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Two black males in one day. <laughs> or is it two males black? Uh, no, it's not. Two black males. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, listen. Um, th- you know, this is like action genre hitman pulp noir detective yeah. uh crime you know yeah. drama simple stuff that i have oh, no yeah. idea what's going on no I idea know. what's going on with the simplest totally. of storytelling here yeah, i mean this is like basic real world stuff yeah this is like elmore leonard type you know yeah. crosses and double crosses and 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 you know things like that and um but yeah, I'm still confused. The, the fact that there's so many levels is just it's it's crazy. I I can't wait to see well, once we get to the end of this whole series and, and to look back and and really get to see what the picture that is being painted here is. Because um, there's so many levels, you know, nothing is really that straightforward. You know, like we can't even have a story where Mister C is working with Philip Jeffries straight up. You know. And they are aligned with some purpose. Like that's not the case, apparently. Or right. you know, it's the, not that, that simple. That, of course, it's not that simple. You know, Which, that was already confusing enough. Uh-huh. Like, why did Philip Jeffries start working? Exactly. With I mean, that would have been enough for any writer to be like, "Well, I, this, this is good. I'm bringing Philip Jeffries back from Firewalk with me, and he's got something to, a part to play in this new story, and with Mister C, and they have this plan. That's great. The audience will love that." But then it's like, no, let's take it a step further and have them now at a certain point be at odds with each other and Mr. C to be put off to, you know, uh, be put on his guard, you know, thrown off, you know, by this change. And uh, and again, like this, that that idea of like having this plan and, you know, he has this air of a character who know who's like too cool for school. You know, and um, and nothing, you know, I don't want anything, you know, or what does he say? I don't need anything. I I just want Exactly. You know, and like that idea that like he's he's kind of, you know, uh, powerful and, and above everything. But it's like, uh, no, no, no. Not, I mean, Ray can get the not best of him, yeah. you know, uh, just with a gun, you know. So yeah. um, and I yeah. really, 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 really wanted to know what would happen if he got shot in the head. 
But, you know, we're not they apparently going to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're. T- I mean, you're totally right. It's it it puts some clear limits on Eva Cooper because Eva Cooper does seem like the ultimate badass, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, until yeah, until confronted, even with like you said, like a pretty simple like, you know, double cross. Like mm-hmm. I, it's surprising to me that he didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, and is it and is that this hubris is it he thought he was you know too cool for school so he didn't really he underestimated ray you know or is it or is it really about he he's underestimating you know whoever his his actual adversary is philip jeffries or if philip jeffries is being coerced into doing something you know it's like you don't know where it even starts and ends you know um and that's not even the main storyline on the show you know um (laughs) Right. You know, it's uh, remember Dougie, remember Dale. Oh God. You know, oh god, <laughs> yeah, Dougie was so far from my mind in this episode. In Spartan. Oh man, it's like a complete. That's like a completely different show. That's like ABC Family. You know, <laughs> you're 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 like weekday, uh, weeknight at like seven p.m. show. You know. The Adventures of Dougie, you know, mm. Dougie Jones. Look at him go to work. Look at Dougie be a father. <laughs> Look at Dougie argue with his what you know, like. Yeah. Oh man, it's 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 like a light year. I mean, beyond the fact what's that happening. Lynch can go from that to this yeah. is really yeah. like. That's the thing. He's um, his storytelling again. You know, it, it, mirroring that idea of you know the sort of broad, broad range of critical reception he's had with his work, like. Yeah, his work in general just has this really broad range. And he does that thing we talked about before where he loves to, like, have something really uh, grotesque or dark or intense. And then to cut to something really light and frivolous and funny and, you know, that juxtaposition of extremes, you know. And uh, and yeah, he can he can he can do the silliest slapstick comedy and he can do the darkest drama and he can do the most surreal surrealism and yeah. everything in between it's it's really unparalleled um i don't you know most people's voices are concentrated in a particular quadrant of those things you know yeah uh but he's like no i'm gonna go everywhere <laughs> and nowhere at the same time <laughs> but that's not possible david watch me <laughs> you'll know it in your heart uh yeah so i don't know i mean we can move on i mean we, you know there's, yeah. we barely said anything uh, <laughs> i just had to get those points out because i feel like yeah. there's you know in terms of the concrete plot this was actually a huge reveal yeah oh just huge 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 and i mean it's it's a big thing too to connect mr c to bob to the woodsman this way, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, uh, complimented by what we see later with Bob, the bubble, bubble Bob, um, later, you know, whatever that means. And, and, you know, what did Laura, ha- I mean, I'm sorry, did Leland have a bubble Bob? Like, mm-hmm. is this a thing everybody gets if Bob is inhabiting you? Is this just a thing because it's a doppelganger? It's just a thing because Bob potentially created the Cooper doppelganger, 
you know, there was something very uh, maternal about Bob in a stomach bubble. You know, it seemed like a you know yeah. evoked a sense of pregnancy. You yeah, know, yeah, and we have this thing with mother and creation. You know, and all that stuff. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, it's like. God, dude, we just, we had no idea. We had no idea, you know, with, <laughs> you thought the giant saying there's three clues and when you find the three clues, you know, a smiling, what was the smiling bag or something? A man in a smiling bag. Yeah. Like, are not what they seem without chemicals, he points. Yeah. You thought that was crazy, you know? <laughs> Uh, the ring? You thought the ring was crazy? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give it a break. I mean, um, dude, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, okay, so we got to the woodsman showing up. Okay, yeah, so you want to you wanna talk about this next bit here. Um, so the, the woodsmen show up, they circle Ray, they dig... They rub on Evil Cooper's body. Uh, I, I don't know how else to describe what they're doing. Uh, and they're, they're, it seems like they're performing some kind of ritual. Mm -hmm. um, Ray sees uh, a blob with Bob's face coming out of Evil Cooper's abdomen. We were mm -hmm. just talking about that. Uh, Ray eventually uh, runs and drives away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very sensibly. Um because things got weird. All right, you do you want to do you want to? Yeah, just let's complete... talk. I mean, uh, okay. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you, we'll yeah, we can. Part. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, where to start? I mean, the woodsman. So yeah, just completely thrown off. I mean, no one knew this was coming, but yeah. Uh, I mean, surprised enough that he thought to double cross. Mr. C, surprised enough, he was able to shoot Mr. C. You know, that was something I mentioned to you off podcast that, like, I don't think I ever actually ever considered if Mr. C could die or get injured. I just thought it wouldn't kind of happen. I thought whatever yeah. would happen in terms of an injury to him would be part of the end game with, you know, however he's going to get defeated, you know. Um, but But not like, oh, what happens if somebody shoots him? You know, is it... You know, it reminds me of Lost again. Like, right. you know, when um, when Man in Black is in Locke's body, you know, and he gets stabbed, but it doesn't really do anything. Right. Uh, is You know, that's the kind of thing I probably would have assumed with Mr. C, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it wasn't... I thought maybe the bullets wouldn't hurt him or something. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no. Yeah, it that's just too... Works like normal that's bullets. too pedestrian for, for, you know, for that in a way. Like, oh, the bullets don't even hurt me. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's kindergarten storytelling, you know? <laughs> How about the bullets do hurt him and woodsmen come out, you know? That's better. <laughs> you know, and they, yeah. like, dig Bob out of his belly or something, and but, but, but then the blood on the face, you know? Like, why? Like, I don't know what's happening here. But, yeah, there's some of them doing that, and there's some of them dancing. You know, we've got this idea of, of a, the dancing in the circle, you know, from Fire Walk With Me, we've seen those entities yeah. do that kind of thing. The True. jumping man, and we saw the uh, yeah. grandson, you know, dance yeah. uh, and jump in a circle. Yeah. So there's something with that, you know. Um, but, but yeah, this, oh, God. I didn't recognize Bob in this blob um, when it first happened. 
And, oh, uh, yeah, and I thought it was a new character, and I was, I mean, I, I mean, it, I'm flabbergasted enough that it's Bob, but like, I was like, oh my god, who's that? <laughs> who's this new person inside? You know, like I, I, I was see. really confused about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it just was like the shot and the angle and everything. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really could tell. But um, then when I saw it later, I was like, oh, that was Bob. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so tell me. It certainly makes more uh, sense that it's Bob. Yeah, what's what's happening here? So okay, uh, I want to throw in one thing, kind of a kind of a behind the scenes thing, just to help like make a little sense of this story. Um, the the actor who played uh, what we can now call the woodsman, who was sitting in the jail cell, uh, mm-hmm. two cells down, I guess from um, from Hastings. Way back in, um, mm-hmm. what was that? Part two, I, I think. think two. Uh, uh, so yeah, he uh, he made a post on Facebook talking about what he did um, for the show, and uh, so he mentioned a couple of things that are worth noting. Like he wasn't told what he was doing or what he was playing. He was just kind of mm-hmm. dressed up and <laughs> inserted. Um, but uh, the in in the in part seven, you know, we saw that figure uh, go lumping down the uh, the hallway in in mm-hmm. the morgue um, area uh, by the morgue, I guess, in Buckhorn. Mm-hmm. And um, that was not the same actor. Uh, just for the record, that was a different actor mm-hmm. playing that um, woodsman. But uh, they both appear in this sequence. I don't know that you can actually see them, mm-hmm. but uh, they both appear. Um, Interesting. So, uh, the the woodsman who was in the cell is is running circles around Ray. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can catch him in the right shot. And the uh, the one who was walking down the hallway is um, is rubbing Cooper's body. So, All right. Um, uh, that doesn't help. Well, I, I guess I guess the only the only <laughs> no, thing kidding. that helps about it is it kind of clarifies that those are the same characters. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the ones we are seeing in the jail that there are like these woodsman characters. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird now? What now? What's weird? <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, what I was gonna say what's weird is the fact that he was walking down the hallway. And not, and it sort of seems like he was in regular reality. But you know, like you thought before that um, Lieutenant Knox didn't actually yeah. see him. And now I'm thinking that's probably true because these yeah. these entities seem like they they phase in and out of our they reality. They can go transparent, yeah. Um, so I mean, it causes the question, you know, if if they're if they're opaque, does that mean they can be seen? You know, I, that may be right. true, but yeah, it's not not quite necessarily true. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's interesting, though, that um, they weren't the same character um, or the same woodsman, I mean, different actors, different woodsmen. Um, so that's that's interesting. But so they're the same this, type of character, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they're the same type, they're, yeah. But, but, but that's what's weird is, like, the, I guess the idea is, like, there's just woodsmen around. <laughs> like... They're yeah. just around. They're just around. Sometimes they're in the jail. Sometimes they're in the morgue. Sometimes they're at Subway. They're just around. Getting a foot long. So, um, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt your foot long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I've heard of Eat Fresh, but geez. 
Um, so yeah, I guess uh, uh, just reconsidering reconsidering the woodsman, which you know probably from from the you know the later part of the episode, you know that should be part of this discussion as well. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know the woodsman, uh, you know they're barely a thing in uh, Firewalk with Me. I mm-hmm. mean they they sit there on the sidelines during the convenience store sequence. Yeah. Uh, now we do have them associated with a convenience store in this uh, particular part, so you know that might explain something. I, I'm not sure what exactly they're associated what, with a convenience store. Was that a convenience store? It said convenience store. Oh, did it? <laughs> yes. You didn't see the sign that said convenience store? I don't remember a sign. I just remember thinking, oh, is this the convenience store or is this a gas station? You didn't see the sign? It said right there, like, in block letters. Really? I just can't believe you didn't see it. Well, I mean, yeah, no, where did it say that? It's, I mean, right on the front. Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at it now and I see it. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? Wow. No, there was other things to be looking at. If you, oh, there were. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. No, but I, I guess uh... my attention was drawn there, and really, like that was the thing that helped me understand what I was watching because convenience store is like a Twin Peaks, you know, myth- mythological location. Mm-hmm. And so, like putting convenience store on there seemed very deliberate to me. Like, here's yeah. what this is. Yeah, I didn't, uh, no, I, I did not. In the wide shot, it's hard to tell, but yeah, you can see it clear in the closer shot. Uh, but I didn't know, didn't catch that. I only saw it once. Give me a break. <laughs> no problem, I, was, no problem. I was busy looking at the smoke going in reverse <laughs> forward time. And then these, this like, this like, um, intergalactic intersection of woodsmen uh, <laughs> fluttering about. And uh, I mean, yeah, my thought was, oh, is this supposed to be a convenience store? Well, it looks like a gas yeah. station. Maybe that's, well, you know, yeah. the same thing. Is it supposed to be the convenience store from Fire Walk With Me? You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true, but uh, now yeah. you know why I thought it was a convenience store. I, I see why. Uh, but <laughs> You can read English, I see. Exactly. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it suggests a connection. Like, I don't know if it's sort of convenience stores in general they're Mm -hmm. associated with, if that's really... I mean, the thing is, it it shouldn't be the same one just because, I mean, maybe it's a continuity error, but they were supposed to be above the convenience store. I agree. And if you look there, it's like a one-story convenience store. Well, 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 let's not think so, uh, you know, lowly, right? I mean... Remember uh, the purple place? Uh, remember Nido? I do. I do. Uh, the outside is not necessarily. Oh, sorry. I should do this justice. The outside is not necessarily <laughs> the inside. <laughs> okay, you're saying that you might be able to go, have an upstairs even if you can't see an upstairs from yeah. the outside. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's actually a pretty valid point considering the world we're dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're yeah, right, I mean, you're right. I, I I would think it was different, also, but you know, I you, you we have to have that caveat out there that who knows yeah. what the physics are of a place like this, and, and we did see another place where the physics were completely uh, incon- incongruent uh, with the interior and exterior. 
Yeah. Um, so, so like, I guess, like, my big takeaway about the Woodsman that maybe we were supposed to understand from Firewalk With Me, or maybe it's a retcon. I mean, I have no idea what they intended when they showed the Woodsman in Firewalk With Me. But, uh, like, they were just weird, like, side characters um, mm-hmm. at that point. But I guess my takeaway now, like, I'm really tempted to say they're, like, Bob's helpers. But I guess, like, based on the, the 1956 sequence, um, I, maybe I'm more inclined to say they're, um, I don't know, uh, mother's helpers? Or... <laughs> mother's little helpers? Yeah, um, yeah. I've heard of being experiments a, helpers. I've heard of being a mother's boy, but not a mother's woodsman. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. We could talk about that for you five know, hours. If, the, yeah. if, if Bob comes from them, then you know, comes from the experiment mother, then you know, that's why they're helping him. The same reason they're helping this bug that comes from the experiment. You know, like they help I, the bug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seemingly. I mean, well, in, I mean, wouldn't you say? It seems to me like that's like the main thing that gets accomplished um, from going to the radio station. I I mean, listen. what The bug was already around before he goes to the radio station. I yeah. thought, I mean, I definitely have ideas of what I thought was happening with him saying his phrase of the radio station. I, I mean, you're basically saying because his speech sort of lulled the girl to sleep, that's helping the bug? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I, I thought something else was happening. Um, you know, I think I've, I've read an interpretation of his speech that maybe he was sort of talking, he was broadcasting a message to, to the woodsman out there. You know, sort of saying, hey, come and get it. You know, this place has things to do or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily connect him to the creature. I thought the creature was a separate thing that had no explanation because it seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, uh, it had no predicate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it you know what I mean? Like, is this the, is it it's uh, they did tell us where this was, right? Um, is just, this supposed to be the same site as the nuclear blast? Well, it just said, um, uh, it just said, um, New Mexico desert. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, it implies it's the same general area. It doesn't necessarily say it's exactly that place. Mm-hmm. Cause in the previous one, it said white sands, New Mexico specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of thought the creature was, was some kind and then it, and then it came after Laura's bubble went to earth. So that was weird. I didn't know if that we were supposed to connect that. Uh, yeah, thing. that juxtaposition was weird. But uh, the 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 egg thing that it hatches out of, I think, I think if you look at the stream of vomit from Experiment Mother, you can see um, uh, you can see egg things. In addition to the Bob Blob, you can see uh, egg things that look like that, like little spotted egg things. Good point. Good point. I, I, I see that now. Yeah. So I think I think that I think that's where it came from. Um, and and if the woodsmen are helping it, like I think they are, then you know that sort of makes more sense. Even though when I saw it originally, I thought it was supposed to be Laura, <laughs> which really really confused me. Yeah, I I kind of thought maybe Bob was inhabiting the insect creature. 
And and so like this was Bob's, you know. So when Bob goes into the girl, that could, that could very well be true. That's like the yeah. first time Bob like inhabits a person or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah okay. So I wouldn't mother, rule that out at all. But I mean, it, yeah, coming from that experiment thing, still though. Yeah, I yeah, I want to talk more about the woodsmen and their goals. I I'm still not. Uh, yeah, that the fact that the idea that they're helping Bob. Yeah, I don't know, it's weird. I mean that they're clearly they're clearly invested. Well, so let's let's talk about it, right? So I mean, it does seem like whatever they did uh helped uh Evil Cooper not die. Yeah. So, I mean, they helped him in that sense. And now when you see Bob come out of him, I've seen a lot of people uh jump to the conclusion that Bob like exited Evil Cooper. That like, oh. that like, uh, he's going to be just evil Cooper, no Bob from now on. Oh, interesting. And now from a practical point of view, uh, I could, I could, I could kind of see that. Like, just because, you know, again, like they don't really have Frank Silva. It's kind of a thing to show him. And I could, I could even see, maybe this is like going way too far, but I could even see, um, you know, like you said, Bob Bob as MacGuffin, like Bob as a character sort of exits the story at this point, and we just see, like, Evil Cooper pursuing, you know, the goal he was pursuing before, just, you know, with Bob in tow, mm-hmm. basically. Like, it's not necessarily going to change much, except, you know, you know, maybe now that, you know, he doesn't have Bob anymore, you know, Ray talks about it's the key to everything, I mean, maybe you know, that's going to affect what they do later or whatever. Like, I think from a, in a story, like from a story point of view, like I could see them doing that. But let's just say from what I see on screen, it's not remotely clear to me that Bob left his body. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he just kind of poked out. Um, and, you know, part of the point was for Ray to see it, you know. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily true. Um, yeah. I don't you know, think it's necessarily true either. I, I it there's a there's a way that that shot of Cooper after the Nine Minutes Nails performance, I, I could see another show that being the case, right? Like we find out that that shot of him is him being without Bob, you know, uh, and right. he'll be he'll be sort of different now. But yeah, it can kind of go either way. I, um, yeah, I mean, there's a logic to that idea that maybe. Because he got shot, you know, uh, he wasn't a good host for Bob anymore, and so the woodsmen were sort of rescuing Bob from him uh, to, t- you know, to take him someplace safe or something. Uh, but, but yeah, I agree with you though that it wasn't that it wasn't clear that that's that has to be true, and that to me it seemed like that that Bob blob probably just went back into him. Um, yeah, you know, and, and they were maybe you know maybe the idea is they were channeling the power of bob you know right. so sort of taking right. the blood from his stomach and putting on his face was sort of healing him channeling bob's power or something like that yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but Some i kind of yeah, I, I kinda want the, the the woodsman to be uh not like mother's helpers necessarily or like bob's helper like um uh, but but more they have their own agenda or maybe they're they're evil incarnate they're just the the, the evil incarnate that's the only way to say that <laughs> I was gonna say personification of evil uh, you know so maybe they're only interested in just evil things generally you know um, 
Um, yeah, it's it's completely not clear to me, like what their agenda is or why they care or what's in it for them. You know, with the explosion, it made it seem like um, you know, which is a kind of Stephen Kingish X Fileish kind of idea of like the force of that nuclear blast, uh, atomic blast. You know, sort of ruptured reality. You know, yeah. and the gateway was opened, and the woodsman entered. Um, you know that kind of idea. Um, that that's the sense that I got. Um, yeah. You know, and and Bob being this thing that was, you know, so maybe I don't, you know, did Mother experiment thing explicitly create Bob to send it to Earth, or was it a coincidence that as he was hurling through space? the bomb had gone off and the gateway had opened and he could come to earth, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 That's not clear at all. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. I totally, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> fair point. Very much fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, so are we done with this scene here? <sighs> was, um, yeah. I mean, we'll never be done with this like we scene. We sort of moved into the later thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We can move on. Uh, yeah. I think it, it's kind of uncertain um, what, what the outcome there is, but we'll, we'll get to it, you know, later in the series, presumably. Uh, okay. So, so then we, uh, then we go to Ray in the car uh, he calls and tells uh, Philip, who's presumably Philip Jeffries, that Evil Cooper might be dead, but he can't be sure. Um, he mentioned seeing something, referring to Bob, mm-hmm. uh, that might be the key to what this is all about. And then he implies he's going to the farm and he'll deal with Evil Cooper there if he comes after them. Yeah, and you know, this, that scene... Well, number one, Ray's reaction to the woodsman, and number two, the that scene uh, really shows that Ray is more plugged into the craziness than I thought he was. Yeah, because um, while he was taken aback by the woodsman, uh, he wasn't like scared out of his mind or like the impossible just happened. You know, yeah, he was kind of yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. he's got some help, and here's the thing that might be the key to all this, and you know, yeah. so. So he had in his mind this context of this strangeness being possible, you know, and, and with, with an idea that, you know, following that, that, you know, what, what Mr. C is capable of or, or a part of, you know, um, which I didn't think was true before. I thought he was just a henchman, you know, uh, yeah, a low-level guy, not that he would be plugged into any of the, the big mythology or even sort of know, you know, kind of what could be possible. I'm going to assume that Phil Jeffrey has filled him in on some of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, since we know that they're associated at this point. And yeah. obviously Phil Jeffrey's had his experiences. Um, uh, Cause yeah, you're right. I, I, the first time I thought like his, his comments were like ridiculously understated. He found some kind of help. Like, Mm-hmm. Really? That's a mild way of putting it, but mm-hmm. okay. But it's kind of like the only way you can put it, right? <laughs> That's the best you can do to describe what happened. Is He seemed to have some kind of help. I mean, you know, yeah, they came and did something. It's, uh, no, even it's, even it's though that yeah that other the other thing he said too, I saw something in in Cooper. Like you know, that's very vague too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I was also yeah, happy to hear him say Cooper. 
Oh yeah, uh, he did say Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because I've definitely been calling him Mr. C since the guy called him Mr. C. Uh, and yeah, of course, even earlier in the car, he called him Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was nice to... I mean, we knew that the C would be for Cooper, but it was nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were sort of, I don't know, slowly rolling that out. And is Bubble Bob the key to all this? Uh, and I mean, what Ray is could this? be wrong. <laughs> but I, yeah, that's the thing. What is this? Like, I, I have no idea what this is. Mm-hmm. And why is Ray involved in this? Is it just a money right. thing? Is there something deeper? And what the fuck was he doing running guns? Or was that supposed to be part of the plan? Like, Oh, like, yeah, right. Setup? Yeah, like, he's like, oh, sorry, I did this job and got caught. Yeah, like, it just seems, if he's involved in this crate, like, what is he doing just, like, running guns across the border? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't what you're doing more important than, like, well, you know? Like, I think it calls into question, when when did Ray and Daria get co-opted, you know? Um, were they against Mr. Steve in the beginning, were they with him in the beginning and then Philip Jeffries came in and, and or someone else came in and right. sort of changed the picture, yeah. you yeah. know, like that's kind of hard to tell, you know, um, and I, yeah, and it's cause yeah, that's a good point. You know, again, the whole thing with, uh, he was heading West, but somehow he wound up oh, East and like I Ray, Ray, that. like Ray knows Hastings secretary who has the information yet yeah, Ray's in jail now because he was running guns across the board. There's like all these like details in that low, low level of the story, you know, yeah. that, that, that are so insane, um, to even have that level of detail. And it kind of didn't even matter. Um, in the long run, you know, maybe it was better that way. I can't tell. Right. You know, um, yeah, it's so weird. Ah, And uh, are we going to get any Jeffries? I mean, what are they going to do with him? Is it, will we ever like hear his voice? Will we ever get some depiction of him? Like, um, cause I, I, he's starting to be bigger than I thought he was. And I thought he was sort of big. You know, yeah. before from from Mr. C talking about that he was working with him. So yeah, um, and there's not a like, oh, you're really sick. Like it sounds like you're barely gonna live another day. Like you know, like I yeah. mean, it's just like, how are they gonna not show him? You know, mm-hmm. it just it just seems like it just seems like a challenging thing to write around. So yeah, I, I wonder what they're gonna do. It's going to be weird. And, they, you know, they're going to have some explaining to do with his backstory and how he got to where he is. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. There's a huge gap there. Yeah. Definitely. And who was the man in Rio? And <laughs> was that his house? Oh, God. <laughs> Why did Eva Cooper even care about that guy? I, I, I don't I, know. Why was he even in Rio? Why what was he, he doing in Rio? Why, That's an even better be in, question. What's in Rio? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. What is he doing down there? I mean, mm-hmm. there's the Buenos Aires box. I mean, that's still mm-hmm. a question that's left unanswered. Oh, you know? geez. So, did Philip Jeffries, like, rig the box to shrivel up? Or, you know, does he know about the box? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder. <sighs> good. All good questions. <laughs> 
All right. Well, you want to move on from here? Yeah, let's go. Uh, um, try to get into the episode. Uh, so that, that's kind of the first part. Uh, so we move into a performance at the Roadhouse by the Nine Inch Nails. By the who? Nine Inch Nails. Wow. Come on. They're 1990s a, Nine Inch Nails. Famous bit night, the 1990s Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of a lot of alliteration there um uh yes that's weird apparently they exist in the twin peaks world um or do they or do that's they? the thing you know it's one thing when they were showcasing those bands that are apparently real bands but uh not necessarily widely known super big bands right and you could just kind of have suspension of disbelief that they would play at the roadhouse sort of in world or something but when you have the nine inch nails it's like okay well you know they're they're you know they're a big thing yeah um so what does that mean are they are they playing themselves You know what I mean? Like the band is called the same thing. I yeah, mean, yeah. Is it? Is, are the band playing the band? <laughs> um, uh, Banda es Banda. <laughs> Maybe I don't understand the distinction. Like, what do you mean? Like, how could the band not be playing the band? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I guess I mean, um, I guess I, I guess I mean, um, because it's a performance, I guess it's, it, it, it'd be the same way as if, um, if Trent Reznor like was in a, a scene, like a dialogue scene and he's like, hi, I'm Trent Reznor. You know what I mean? Like he'd be playing himself right in the show. Right. Um, versus, versus him playing another character. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't know what the distinction is myself. Um, that's why I can't communicate it that well. Um, but it just seems to me that like the, before, you know, when they had a band playing, I could just be like, oh, that's the, you know, that's the Roadhouse band. It's playing for the audience, you know. But the fact that like this was kind of shot a bit differently. It was like a yeah. music video. We like barely saw the audience in the Roadhouse. You know, yeah. so it felt like, oh, this is a performance by Nine Inch Nails versus this right. is a performance in the world of Twin Peaks by a band called the Nine Inch Nails. You know what I mean? Does that make any yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I think I understand. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it's in your heart. Strangely subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very subtle difference uh but um but yeah it was so crazy to 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 uh to just get a musical interlude by a famous uh band like this uh yeah. that like you know i think uh yeah lynch has like used their music before right uh, uh yeah yeah in um in um lost highway lost highway right yeah so it, it, yeah Trent Reznor was involved with that he made some stuff uh, for the soundtrack too not just uh, nine inch nail stuff but uh, mm-hmm. just some uh, instrumentals that guy used in the movie and uh, yeah um uh perfect drug mm-hmm. yeah so it's interesting that um it's weird to it's weird to have like a like a band that's like a Lynch band. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is fitting. This is somehow fitting in the world of Twin Peaks and David Lynch. 
that the Nine Inch, Nine Inch Nails make that kind of music or something, you know? Right. Uh, yeah, crazy. The lighting was great. I love the lighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that if the if the band provided that or or if um that's you know all. If that's, that's just something they use. That's got to be Lynch, man. Like <laughs> wanting that kind of look because uh, it was yeah. very otherworldly and like the other bands didn't, they didn't get look that, anything like that. They didn't get that treatment at all. Yeah. Um, but I guess I imagine because they're a bigger band, like they'd have a better chance of maybe having like a crazy lighting setup like that. Mm-hmm. You know, for touring yeah. purposes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and and like it seems in keeping with their style, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's possible. If they were like, we got this lighting thing. Do you want to use it? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, though it's also possible that he just wanted to shoot them like that and brought in the lighting himself. Yeah. Uh, this, this whole thing, um, it reminded me a bit cause the, the, uh, the road Halcyons, the, uh, the audience here is like way more amped up than I think we've seen them before from a performance. I get, you know, part of it I think is just the song that's playing, um, right. and the style of music. But, um, but it reminded me of, uh, the, 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 um, the cave dancing scene in the Matrix Two, uh, this like oh, this yeah, whole yeah, like definitely. primal music energy vibe thing happening, and the people kind of losing their inhibitions to a to a degree. Right. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, um, have you heard anything about this in particular? Why this happened? <laughs> Anybody talking no. about this? Okay. No, I don't have a clue. I don't know anything about this. I mean, aside from, you know, they, they did collaborate on Lost Highway. So, I mean, they knew each other to some extent, I guess. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's having bands on and I don't know, you know, I, I would assume that, you know, somehow they got in contact and were like, you know, Sure, we'll play the road. <laughs> yeah, and is this song? Uh, do you happen to know? If, is this one of their songs that people know? I believe this is one of their songs. It's not one I know. It's a newer one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't, I haven't really kept up with them since the nineties. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is a pretty recent one, I think, okay. uh, from within the last few years. So it wasn't specifically written for the show. I don't believe so. Okay. Interesting. I, I believe, yeah, I believe it's just a song on one of their albums. Man, yeah, wow, the Roadhouse is, uh, whoever the booking agent is for the Roadhouse is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I know, they really uh, stepped it up from Julie Cruz all night every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is John Not Michel, is, is John Michel calling all these bands and booking oh, them at man. the Roadhouse? Yeah, like... I don't know. I feel like, you know, sell some, you know, uh, charge, do a cover charge. Yeah. And then, like, maybe you don't have to get into so much prostitution. Hello, Trent Reznor. We would like for you to your band play at uh, Cesar Roadhouse, please. <laughs> That's my French accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you said. Uh, yeah, very cool, very interesting, you know, I think it sets the tone, in a way, for what's to come. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's also sort of a, a bridge or a resting point, um, mm-hmm. you know, before we go into the craziness. Although there is one short bit after this. Yeah. Um, which is uh, we cut back to Evil Cooper, who quickly sits up, uh, clearly alive. Clearly alive, with no blood on his face. Well, yeah, he's kind of dirty. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, but all the blood they put on his face was sort of uh, trans-dimensional blood or something. Or yeah. it, absor- it absorbed Magic it into blood, his body. Or blood, yeah. Blood sugar sex magic. <laughs> hey. How many 90 ba- 90s bands are going to reference, right, before the end of this thing? <laughs> As many as possible. Laura's bubble did oh, look like a red hot chili pepper. Now that I think of it, oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, no. I was gonna say no. They weren't. No, they weren't. In, they were in Big Lebowski. <laughs> Not that no, they weren't in it. Flea was. Yes. Um, I was thinking, but Marilyn Manson was in Last Highway. Oh, that's right. Yep, that's what I had in mind. He's got a style. He's got a these those industrial yeah. uh, bands he likes. Definitely, definitely. Rammstein also. Mm-hmm. It kind of fits in that general like kind of kind of electronicy, but like yeah, heavy dark style. Yeah. All right, you want to go to the next part? Because this is where the whole shebang. Yeah, and so now the episode really begins. Yeah. Yeah, so let me just preface this next part by saying Gordon Cole's poster in his office. Oh, fuck. You know what? I wanted to say something about that. Yeah. Gordon Cole's poster. I mean, it was like the whole wall. Mm -hmm. Like, like. Posters when, can be big. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, that yeah. was a fucking poster and a half. Wall poster. And, and two, three-thirds and a lot more. Like, when we saw that, and he's just sitting there whistling in front of it, I remember thinking, oh, David Lynch, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's it looks cool. Yep. You know? And he's not. It's not like he's above that. I mean, he puts stuff in scenes because it looks cool. I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. that's not, so, it's not like he only that's, puts that's things part in of scenes his job. that are like references <laughs> to stuff. That, you know what I mean? But because, because he does so many things just for stylistic reasons, he totally got me like ignoring the significance. I, mm-hmm. No, no part of my brain ever thought that like oh maybe an atomic bomb explosion is going to play a major role yeah. in the plot i thought because we talked about it before a podcast or two ago and i thought at best i thought it was there for a reason but i thought it was there for a thematic reason uh i thought it was to give us a sense of either impending doom or some great calamity you know whatever the big end game's gonna be you know I, I thought it was something like that. I didn't think it was literally a picture of a scene we're going to go to. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and like, and, yeah. and like the significance that they depict of this explosion can't be the significance of why Gordon has it, right? He can't oh, sure, know not, what, but... you know, what that means or what happened nah, in that no cloud way. and all that stuff. No so, way. yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, that kind of thing of like, it's staring you in your face the whole time and then you get to see it and you're like, oh, wow. Um, you know, David Lynch said um, that he uh, got into film, you know, he started as a photographer and a painter and stuff. 
And he said that he got into filmmaking with the um, expressed goal of wanting to uh, uh, make a painting move. Right. And I swear, there's very little else, I think, that is so uh, directly to that point of literally a painting of a uh, picture, you know, of an atomic bomb and then and then cutting to this very very slow motion explosion, you know, yeah. which is which is that idea, you know, of yeah. this uh of this like painting coming to life and moving, you know. So I was like, yeah. wow, that's so cool that he just literally did that thing. I mean, he's done that in other ways for sure. But, like, yeah. it's such a straightforward way. He's like, Definitely. I'll make this painting move. <laughs> that's a good point. That's, yeah, that's a classic origin story. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I didn't think about that connection at all. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> now my job that's... is done because I don't yeah, have any yeah, other connections to make. <laughs> Oh, I can just retire completely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. I'm, I'm done. Watch the royalty checks roll in. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> Give me those royalties. Um, all right. Let's get to uh, the good stuff. Okay. So uh, we go to July 16th, 1945. What? Precisely. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the logical place to go from here, uh, from there. Yikes. Um, White Sands, New Mexico. Uh, this is clearly some kind of uh, atomic bomb test. Mm-hmm. Your countdown. And uh, then we see the mushroom cloud forming. And uh, we fly towards it. We fly into it. And then we see a lot of things in it. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a long sequence that I'm summing up very briefly. Um, then, uh, then we see a convenience store and we see several figures who are woodsmen, I believe, and smoke also coming in and going out. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the figures are walking around. Um, the store kind of flickers uh, and then we, we see some figures inside. Um, <laughs> the stuff is hard to recap here. Um, You're doing then, great. Uh, uh, then we cut to Experiment floating uh, through the air, and she vomits a stream of stuff, uh, including a blob with the face of Bob in it. <laughs> the blob uh, blob. And, and the, 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 yeah, the... It's it's the blorb, right? Or the borb? The bob anyway, orb, the borb. <laughs> it's the it's the lorb, the lorb and the borb. Laura orb is lorb, yeah. The yes. the lorb and the borb. The lorb and the borb. Uh, we also see some egg things, uh, which might come into play later. And it's like it's like she's um, she's, she's it's coming out of her nose. You know, it's like it's weird. It's a weird placement. Does she have a nose? I mean, does she have a mouth? Uh, does she have just, a mouth? It looks weird. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's coming out of her somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't comment on. Exactly oh man, what kind of... her hands are backwards. What do you mean her hands are backwards? <laughs> you heard me. 
Her hands are backwards. Well, what does that mean? That means that her thumb is in the wrong position. I don't know. Oh, like, her thumbs are like pointing out? She, like her hands are switched on oh, the okay. respective arms. I like, see. Like a mirror image. Uh, I didn't catch that before. Um, yeah, that's part of the... Yeah, cause I was trying to figure out what she's doing with her hands. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are there eggs and borbs? Uh, so we get some we get some more fire uh, imagery. Um, a golden blob floats up to the camera. Um, then we see some more stuff. Um, sort of like we're flying through space, uh, and then. Uh, then we're on the purple ocean, uh, presumably the same realm as the purple room, and we fly up to a large structure uh, that's uh, on some kind of island. So I would say that's the end of a, a little segment there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, it's weird that somehow we're supposed to understand something here um, in some, yes. some way. So I have like several key questions to ask here. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, we can ask this about, you know, uh, the woodsman. We could ask this about experiments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, are we meant to believe that? Because I, I just don't think they portray this clearly enough to, to know, um, at least like not to me. My mm -hmm. heart doesn't know. <laughs> um, Your heart always uh, <laughs> Are we meant to believe that the atomic bomb created these things? Or are we meant to believe that the atomic bomb attracted these things? Are we meant to believe that the atomic bomb opened up a passageway through which these things came? You know, like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not really sure what we're supposed to think about the relationship between the bomb and the woodsman and the experiment, you know, thing. Um, I mean, I don't even know where the experiment thing is happening. Like, there's no <laughs> clear context it just, for it. Yeah, you know it what I mean? It cuts to it in some void. Um... Exactly. And it cuts to it not not from the mushroom cloud, but from the woodsman and the convenience store. Yeah. You know? I, I think because we fly into the mushroom cloud and because we get what I have to believe is some sort of imagery of the sort of the you know uh, elementary particles and uh energy uh and and like physics of what's happening there uh that um you know um we are we have gone sort of into another place that um uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see the kind of different types of visualizations and how they transition to each other. There's a whole like black and white parts. You know, there's the parts right. that are so it's, it's like the mushroom cloud, and you fly in, and you get like the this sort of like um, fluid looking stuff and the blurry stuff, right. and then you get what looks like particles and radiation. 
Um, and it's mostly black and white, but then, and then you get like these, like, uh, this like nebula thing happening, this like purple magenta nebula and like explosions of color. Um, yeah, who knows what that is. And then there's like it inside of that, in this little part here where there's like the, the nebula and there's like these like parts that are lighting up of the nebula, uh, like different points of light, you know, there's like a pulse that's happening, like a heartbeat almost. And, and then like, as the pulse goes through different parts of the nebula, like a light will appear there from, you know, mirroring like the, where the pulse came from. So I thought that was really interesting. Like that almost says something to me. <laughs> like it's, you know, like I almost feel like I get some sense of, what's happening there um uh but i don't know what um and then we get more kind of harsh fiery nebula and then it goes black and white and that's what's interesting is is we get to the convenience store and everything's black and white and and even the woodsmen themselves are black and white you know even you know really uh you know i guess their whole thing is like that but uh, their whole parts on black and white, but I feel like the way they're designed is, you know, um, even in the real world in color, they would look basically the same, uh, cause they're all covered in black, you know, and grimy and dark, you know, so it, it washes out all their color. Um, right. that's just an interesting, I don't know why <laughs> that's just an interesting thing that they don't really have any color to them. Um, but yeah, so I assume we, uh, you know, we we start with the mushroom cloud and we and we end up at the convenience store. So I take it as a as a sort of um, passageway, you know, um, an opening to a gateway, if you will, and uh, and um, yeah, that 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 the explosion opened up the door to this other place that existed. And then the, and then at the convenience store, you know, we see the smoke kind of coming out of the store before we see the people. Maybe the smoke is, is, is the atomic bomb on the other end, you know, um, on their end of the connection, you know, like that energy Ah, coming out. And then they, they do seem sort of attracted to it, I guess. They kind of come from, it's hard to tell, but would you say they, they, they sort of come from outside the convenience store and then sort of gather in front of it and then they sort of all enter, right? That's kind of how it seems. Yeah, sort so, of. So yeah. it is almost like the convenience store is like this, like, um, you know, they're, 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 they're part of the gateway, the connection, and they are, they were sort of attracted to that energy. Then they go inside and that's what, you know, then it gets really chaotic, you know, once they're all sort of inside, you know, even like, the, you know, the, the image of the convenience store is like it's fading in and out of existence or something. Yeah. And, um, and then we get this little transition thing. Uh, and, and then we get then we get the, the, the experiment. So perhaps uh, an experiment, uh, this little part with Bob, the experiment is also in black and white. So perhaps the woodsman go like gathering in the convenience store triggered or created um uh the experiment 
Um, or, or maybe this is sort of, um, something from their world coming into our world sort of a thing. Cause that's kind of what happens, you know, Bob and the egg, uh, come to our world. Um, and then after that, you know, Bob flies towards the camera and we kind of go into the goo and then we get all these fire images, which, um, you know, is, uh, related to sort of, I think, you know, the whole fire walk with me thing. So related to that idea. Of, That's what I kind of assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Of going to another place or something. Um, but, but then things get weird. <laughs> Kidding. It's been weird. Um, the, the golden orb, uh, you know, I mean, there's this decided sort of aspect of the show that, that, that seems like it's rooted in some sense of like alchemy or whatever. So, um, you know, very, a lot of imagery with elements and elementary particles and stuff like that. And so we get this gold thing, you know, and this golden orb comes out of the fire. Um, and I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. Like, what's that supposed to be? Uh, and do we go into it? Are we going into the orb Is you know, is that, is that what's happening? We go into the orb and then the orb takes us to, um, the purple place sort of a thing. Um, uh, you know, oh, maybe I guess that is, I guess that is kind of what happened. Yeah. So, so in, yeah. so, so inside of this orb is, is this other place. And is it is it that the the um, Bob and the eggs being spewed out created this orb or sort of created this fire um, chaos something or other thing? <laughs> I'm losing my language. Uh, words are failing me here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's hard to, yeah, it's really hard to, you know, figure out the correlation and, and causation and all that stuff. Um, but it does look like we fly, you <laughs> yeah. know, we fly into the orb. So I would assume maybe the orb is some sort of universe that was created or some sort of, uh, effect from the woodsman, uh, tr- um, uh, <laughs> traversing, into the convenience store why it's a convenience store i I feel like is the you know what does that mean you know like of all sort of buildings uh to sort of be the thing i mean i guess it's kind of a you know a way station almost you know that kind of idea is there with a gas station slash convenience store you know the idea of traveling i guess is there but but uh, what's convenient yeah. about it, you know? Um, <laughs> and like you know, it's almost like from their perspective, it says convenience store, you know, in their world, which is just a a, a weird thing. Uh, and what are they doing when they go inside? <laughs> and like, yeah, will yeah. we will we ever see inside of there? You know, for a second, I thought that's what was going to happen. I mean, as soon as they show the convenience store, which I think you know, the convenience story is supposed to be a reference you know or at least it's supposed to remind you if you Mm -hmm. have seen the original series of that whole idea of the you know the mythology of the convenience store you know we lived among the people i think you say convenience store (laughs) um 
and uh, and you know the scene from Fire Walk with Me that takes place in the convenience store, um, where you know the woodsmen are in that one. Um, mm-hmm. The only other time they appeared, uh, in the only time they appeared in the original stuff, I guess, yeah. not even in the original series. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I thought maybe, uh, we would actually get another, like, convenience store scene or something. Um, I feel like it's not even out of the question, but, uh, it does, I guess, I assume that the convenience store was just, like, a convenience store in, in New Mexico, you know? I didn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think it represented, you know, like, another, another world or something. I, I guess I imagined the 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 woodsman entering um, well, from where or surrounding oh. this hmm. well we we kind of see we see one of them like descend in 1956 um so yeah i guess i guess i imagine they they just sort of um see i thought know, they descended i thought i arrived. thought he descended cuz they were already on earth through this atomic bomb portal thing or something well so i guess that i guess i thought they went through the portal and then like somehow convened at the convenience store for some reason like somehow the convenience store was i don't know maybe that's where the portal was maybe um it was some kind of focal point um i don't know why exactly i don't know why it wasn't destroyed um but uh, well, it wasn't. But yeah, I mean, I assume it wasn't. It wasn't in the blast radius. Um, well, I guess not. But I, so I would expect it to be. I don't know. I, it's like I, I don't totally understand. But uh, but yeah, I, I assumed it was. It was you know a real convenience store um, that that they were drawn to for some reason and. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why that would be. Well, uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I I guess to me it came off as this was this was sort of their world or something. I guess because this you know the smoke you know the time time playing very weird you know speeding up and slowing down and going backwards and all that stuff was really weird and and uh, you know with the smoke coming out of the place, I I sort of thought yeah I thought this was like sort of their place. Um, you know, uh, and we were, you know, cause it, it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But, um, cause they're kind of convening, kind of mingling. Is that the, is that the joke? Convening, convenience, like <laughs> store, they store something here. Um, uh, maybe that's supposed to be a connection. Um, yeah. Okay. I can, I, I, I can see that. I guess I just thought. The, you know, the oversimplistic version of what's happening is that the atomic bomb opened a portal and these beings came through that portal and we were seeing them go through the portal, basically. But your version would be like, we don't see them come through the portal per se. We just they've they're already here. Uh, yeah. So are you thinking that they the woodsmen just exist on our world already, and then the bomb just drew them towards it? <sighs> it's a hard one. <laughs> uh, maybe, 
Maybe, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, I guess, yeah, it, from what I'm saying, like, it, it, it means that we haven't really seen the woodsmen in their natural mm-hmm. habitat. Um, uh, here's an interpretation. Maybe, maybe the woodsmen, you know, like the, you know, the idea of, you know, the spirits and the ghost wood and all that. Um, you know, maybe they, they do sort of normally exist in our plane of existence and on, on earth. Um, and then the atomic bomb goes off and then they literally convene to discuss, um, or to respond to this new thing that the humans are doing. Uh, and, and maybe their response to that is creating or having the experiment send Bob and the eggs to earth. Mm hmm. You know, so that's interesting. I could, yeah, like I they're could, they're actually behind that. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, uh, yeah. I could I could maybe buy that, like that the idea that um, because when they when they go into the store, things get fucking crazy. Like it it seems like you know it looks like it seems like create it comes off cost like creation to me or or some sort of catalyst. You know, it uh, is going off, and then we get. You know, then we get the experiment in Bob and the eggs coming towards us, literally. Um, right. So, yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's it. I did. Yeah, I did want to think that the woods that, you know, this was sort of uh, tying into the, the idea of, uh, you know, the purple place and all these other realities that are out there. The sort of thing we saw when Cooper was, you know, flying through non-existence or whatever. And that the woodsmen are, are other things that were out there too, uh, not necessarily from the Black Lodge, um, and uh, and then the the bomb sort of opened a portal and they came through, you know. Um, that yeah, that was my initial reaction. But yeah, I I see I see what you're saying though, um, and I can yeah I could buy that the the yeah. Uh, and I, honestly, I love the I, it's, I like the idea of them convening, and that's why it's a convenience store. Um, that really helps me out there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, um, but the store did look weird, so that's another reason I thought it was their world. Um, oh yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. it's just super weird and stylized. There is stairs on the side, by the way. I'm looking at the image uh, on the right hand side of the building. Uh, there's some stairs, so it's I, maybe that's supposed to go to the roof. But um, just oh, the, yeah, that idea okay. of being above it is interesting. Right. Um, yeah. 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 And even even you and know, of course we're 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 pre maybe that stuff happening. So, yeah. Well, and I was gonna say know. even the convenience store scene in Fire Walk with Me, they are convening too. You know, uh, it's it's a very oh, yeah. clear conven- convenience. Con- Definitely. Conven- what is it? Uh, convene. Uh, what word am I looking for? Convening. <laughs> <laughs> convening maybe yeah yeah uh yeah interesting okay yeah hmm i'm gonna go with that for now i'm gonna go with that for now that the woodsmen uh and then because that actually helps with the idea that they are on bob's side if if they right if they right. solicited him 
or created yeah. him or something. Um, yeah. Okay. 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 Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess. I guess I assume that the dependence was the other way around, but it is true that we see them first. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it does seem like. Um, it does seem like they got there first at the mm-hmm. very least. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Like somehow like the woodsmen were more important than we thought they were mm-hmm. when we saw them in Firewalk with me. Like, you know, they're kind of, um, monitoring things, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could view it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was always interesting. Creation. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, that, you know, that one woodsman next to that, like, electrical machine, you know, uh, I thought that was interesting, you know, once once you kind of realize how important electricity is to, like, right. these beings and what's happening and, and, and sort of this idea of communicating through these devices and stuff. Um, right. So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm scared if the woodsmen are always here, though, like... Uh, because, I mean, I guess that's the other thing I want to have ha- happen, too, is, like, a sort of cause and effect of the explosion, you know, like, um, like the woodsmen weren't an effect on our planet before this or something, you know, um, and maybe, th- maybe that could still be true, you know, but, you know, like, do we, are we supposed to believe that they, um, you know, were out terrorizing people forever, you know, um, or is this a new thing, you know? Because it comes across like a right. new thing, you know? Like, even to have a, you know, got a light, you know, that first thing when the couple shows up and, and all that stuff. It seems like, you know, or at least it comes across like they just got to this area or something like that, you know? Right. And they were sort of exploring or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can't really piece together the the visual sequence for after uh the Bob scene, the Bob blob uh, thing and the golden orb. I don't get the golden orb at all. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I, or, yeah, or maybe I this is supposed to be a different either. thing. Or maybe it's like a, Could be. a like a you know a, a, uh, the the what is it the um, the law thermodynamics or whatever it is the equal and opposite forces you know so like right the Bob coming or whatever necessitated an equal and opposite force so that's why you get that like explosion fire stuff yeah well and it does the, seem like it it set off an alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the, maybe the orb is some kind of reflection of that, um, some kind of way the alarm is transmitted or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, yeah, the giant guy is tied to gold, you know, and there's a golden right orb. So something, something. Something. Yeah, something maybe that's with an orb. Maybe that's his creation. Like that's him being created. But you know, then we cut to the purple place and he's there. Yeah. So was that a flashback? 
the golden orb is a flashback or something or you know because he's here already and he's old yeah see i'm assuming that they were they were already there um you know before was already before the bomb the 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 giant and saint rita dido like yeah 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 the, the, the that they were already there in the purple place, you know, b- mm-hmm. before the atomic bomb test, before the woodsman, before Bob's creation, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how it seems to me. Um, you know, what were they doing there? I don't really know, but um, uh, you know, it's it like once we once we like take up the story from their point of view, like it kind of makes more. Like what they do makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, somehow, I guess. Like I have a clearer sense of like what the um, you know cause and effect relationships are. That yeah. makes sense. Well, um, it's, it's weird in, in that sequence. Yeah, it all makes sense until the gold particles come out of his head, and uh, and then and then there's another golden orb. Uh, and then Laura's in it or something, or but I don't know. Well, it makes sense to me on a cause and effect level. I mean, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't necessarily explain that. Uh, like, wh- why is he doing that? What does that What does that mean? Uh, I have no idea, really. But yeah. Um, but yeah, just in terms of like, because I feel like in this first sequence, I can't even establish like you know, first A, and then because of A, B, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not even clear on that, um, with, with some of these things, yeah. um, uh, and with the giant part of the story, at least, like, I, I do get the sense, you know, because I feel like there's some attempt to, like, spell out what they're reacting to, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I guess that's, you know, that would have been nice for me with Experiment and the Woodsman and stuff. Like, if if the Woodsman, like, created Experiment to create Bob because of the atomic bomb. I, I don't know. I guess I wish, um, I guess I wish there was a way they could have told us that the way they kind of told us what, what the giant was reacting but to. But didn't they in your heart? Didn't they? <laughs> I forgot they told me in my heart. <laughs> So do you yeah. want to uh, do you want to move into this, uh, yeah, this yeah, segment? Can, yeah, yeah, we got to. Okay, I mean, you know, obviously this heavy mythology stuff will will have to come back to as we learn more. Um, but you know, I think for now it's just it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to really understand what ha- what's happening there. So you know, might as well just go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so uh, where last we left off, we're flying up to a large structure on an island. We're in the purple place. We go inside. So inside we see Senorita Dido. Uh, I I believe uh, I I believe this is the same room or possibly related to the room we saw in the first scene of the new series um, with uh, the phonograph playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I know that was in the first scene. Um, that whole, like, listen to the sounds thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. Senorita Dido is sitting on a couch. Uh, there's a large device in the room that starts beefing. Um, the giant, who, just for the record, is credited as a string of question marks. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
I think we mentioned that earlier, but like they don't necessarily want to call that the giant, um, which is fine. I mean, they're calling Mike Phil Gerard, so their their credit choices are a little weird sometimes. But um, I don't know if that means they're going to reveal something or or if they just don't want to like specify a name like the giant. Well, there's know. there's uh, they credit him as seven question marks, so maybe there's yeah. seven questions. And once we oh answer those seven questions, we'll get his name. No, I don't know. Uh, or, or, and I even wonder, like, is it a, a question mark per letter of his name? Or is, does his name not have a translation? Or is mm-hmm. he, or, or is he an unknown entity? And therefore, his those name all seem like possible. Cannot be known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, I was that's kind of what I was thinking they were going for, but mm-hmm. um, the the other stuff is definitely a possibility. I and mean, here's the thing, you know. here's the thing that might be true is tell me if this is true that um, you know the giant is a name that was given to him, um, so right. maybe maybe all the credits are are you know what people's would call themselves basically and he wouldn't call himself mm-hmm. the giant um so maybe that's it maybe it's like the phil gerard thing's weird though on that front why well because phil gerard was, was like the you know the guy that i mean i guess it's a little it's a little muddled with that whole story but i mean ostensibly he was the real person that mike was possessing Mm -hmm. you know um and it just doesn't seem like uh it doesn't seem like that's um that's really what he is anymore you know the shoe salesman yeah well so you you're thinking you know because he, once he, he be stopped credited. taking his drugs, he was like, you know, my name is Mike, his name is Bob. You know, he was very clear mm-hmm. about who he was, and I, you know, yeah, I just it's just strange to me to call him the the name that he, you know, the name of his host, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 kind of like calling Bob Leland Palmer, you know. Well, Mike Philip Gerard is a special case, right? Because we I, haven't, I agree. We I haven't agree. seen like him. Said, it's we haven't seen him outside of his Philip Gerard form. So it, I, I think there was some unification there. That's the sense that I get. Um, maybe when he cut his arm off or something, you know, uh, they 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 look the same. Or maybe at a certain point, Philip Gerard entered the black lodge and now he and mike are the same or something um yeah or he or he his mind was erased you know or something and he's all mike but the question well why is he credited as mike um yeah i don't know that's a weird one but that's kind of an outlier the rest of the people are kind of fit the case that i'm saying so maybe that's the idea behind the um behind the, the giant is that's that's not his name right right and that's a good point i i don't think that is supposed to be his name um 
so anyway, uh, the giant uh, comes out. I mean, we'll just call him the giant because, mm-hmm. like, it's. I mean, we don't have another name for him, so. Um, and that's kind of what he's known as uh, in the Twin Peaks world. When until we get, him, you know. Go ahead. I was going to say, when I call him question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I don't see any reason not to do I that. I think that's a question that. Um, <laughs> uh, doesn't need to be asked. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I already True. asked it. True. All right. Um, so the giant comes out and flips off the device, I guess. That's what he does. Um, he looks at uh, Senorita Dido, and then he walks away. He goes up some stairs. He enters some kind of uh, movie theater and uh, watches the sequence that we just saw that we just talked about so um you know it's kind of it's kind of like uh it's kind of like previously on twin peaks <laughs> you know um like synopsis of the previous of the previous segment like to me this is actually super interesting because they don't show the whole thing i mean you know um it would be hilarious to make us watch that entire sequence again mm-hmm. in this movie theater uh, it really just cuts to certain key moments. Um, and so it, it kind of helps, I think, at least for me, it helps me like summarize what are the key features to pay attention to story-wise yeah. uh, about that sequence. And so we see the bomb, we see the woodsman outside the store, and then we see experiment vomiting the Bob orb. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly the Bob orb is the focus. The image freezes there yeah. uh, with Bob's face on the screen. Uh, so, so clearly he's focused on that. Um, he, uh, then the giant levitates. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Senorita Dido enters the theater. Uh, some gold stuff, uh, light starts to emerge from the giant's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a gold orb comes out of the stream of gold and floats down to Senorita Dido, who grabs it from the air. And we see uh, we see Laura Palmer's face in the orb. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Senorita Dido, I guess, kisses the orb and then lets it float into some kind of device, the uh, whatever we called it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, a trumpet or I don't know, space bassoon or something um, <laughs> that uh, that then launches it, I guess, to to Earth. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that that segment. That's that segment. So there's a lot to talk about. I, I do think it is like you, I, I totally agree with you. It is very interesting to get this kind of like three beat recap of that segment through, from the Giants perspective. Yeah. And and uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, you do get that clear sense. This thing happened and this thing happened and this thing happened. So something like yeah. the Woodsman creating or calling forth Bob happened um, and yeah. that that was a problem. Uh, so, you know, it's, there's a lot of interesting things. The fact that the giant cares is interesting. The fact that he's got some sort of monitoring system is interesting. I, I, I'm unclear yeah. as to what, 
what the alarm was really about um, and, and, and how the time really works here because is it, is it the alarm went off when the explosion happened? Um, but then when he gets to the theater, he's seeing sort of a playback or is it when he gets to the theater, he's seeing, you know, this stuff in sort of real time, you know, is it like, he's got like a, like a video, uh, security system on earth or something. And like when there's an intruder or some big event or something, the camera activates and like records the sort of like pertinent stuff, you know, and so he can go and play back and watch what happened. That's kind of what it seems like. Um, yeah. But, you know, is this, a you know, here's, here's questions we can't answer. Um, is this like a personal mission? Is this this job? Um, is this expected? You know, he's got some sort of system to alert him to this. So in some sense, it's expected. Um, right. Um, you know, of note is these bell machines. Uh, I, I, I'm really surprised that there's more of them. Uh, we keep seeing them. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so they seem to have different functions. Um, I don't know why there's so many. I think there's like at least three we see in this segment. Um, I don't know why Dido is just sitting there waiting. I thought it was hilarious how long the alarm was going off. And then the giant finally steps from behind the thing as if he was there the mm-hmm. whole time just standing there. And yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to think that. Or did he warp in? Or did he walk through a door that we could can't see the entrance of? <laughs> you know? like right. Did he come from the machine itself? Um, you know, uh, it's sure. uh, very, very strange, uh, to say the least. Um, the phonograph is interesting. Um, why everything is so old timey is is interesting. Um, this like twenties era or something maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, sort of like a silent movie vibe. Hmm. Yeah, so segment. can you answer any of those questions for me, please? Uh, oh, you asked a bunch of questions, right. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I assumed he was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, did he come through a door? Was he standing there the whole time? You know, it's like it's like Schrodinger's... Uh, <laughs> Giant? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah it's because it's like if he was there the whole time why did he let the alarm go on for so long yeah 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 it went on pretty long although like once he walks out he doesn't go straight to flip it off like mm-hmm. he kind of walks forward for a bit and mm-hmm. kind of pauses you know what i mean it's a bit yeah of a, he looks over to her and she gives him a look yeah um so it's like not that urgent. It's urgent enough to have an alarm for, but yeah. yeah, then yeah, he kind of yeah goes forward and then he, I don't know what he's looking at. What are you looking at? <laughs> he like yeah looks yeah exactly. past the camera. He's looking off in the distance. Yeah, you can't really tell. Um, it's strange. Uh yeah, like no dialogue, right? Just. Some no. looks, 
just a There's couple no looks. dialogue at all. Why she's thing. a senorita? Yeah. I'm very yeah, curious. It's very strange. I don't. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know who that figure is supposed to be, or if, um, or if we even we're even supposed to understand. It, it's mm-hmm. just someone who. It's just someone, some kind of ally of the giants. Yeah, um, who who like lives in his world and his. And her job is is to kiss the orbs. I guess so. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to kiss the kiss orbs. Um, yeah, I, I found the the whole machine. You know why is why is gold so important here? Um, you know, so all that machinery above and the ceiling is all in color. You know. Um, so there's this like highlighting of the color gold, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, the gold reminds me of the, the golden bee that was left after mm-hmm. Dougie sort of, you know, yeah. regressed or whatever happened with him. Yeah. I'm, and, you know, it seems like gold is representing, you know, some sort of, um, um, higher form or something, you know, magic or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's uh, just weird how it happened. Like, just, just the deep, you know, it's one thing to have a giant levitate, and it's another thing to, like, have a gold nebula come out of his face. Um, but like it, it yeah. just the placement of it, like we oddly next to the machinery up there and like the orb, you know, it's not like if I was writing this and I had even had got, you know, gotten close to this idea, you know, I think I would have had the, the gold come out of his head and fly into the machine above. And then the orb right. comes out of that. And then the orb goes into the picture. Uh, you know what I mean? It's so it's so interesting that like uh, just just how you know, and then like having him next to the machine. So is he? It's almost like he's 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 part of the machine now, or something, or or the machine is allowing him to do that, or facilitating that gold nebula creation. Um, right. And what 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 even is that? <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. What even is that? The the orb. The orb. Yeah, the, yeah. The gold well, particles from his face head. It's Laura Palmer or something. Is that her or is that just a picture of her? Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's supposed to represent her in some way. Um, you know. I don't know exactly in what sense. I mean, I don't think it's her in a sort of literal way. I guess. Do you think it's her the way? Or... Do you think it's her the way the the the, the borb is blob? <laughs> I do. I think it's. I think it's something like that. Um, you know, because because yeah, I think I think Bob, you know, can can take other forms you know he doesn't have to look like that um uh but yeah it's some kind of representation of the essence you know mm-hmm. uh and the, and the creations are similar too you know that like something coming out of some some 
being's like head yeah. area and you know floating in a blob with a face on it like i think the parallel uh between the two you know and they had bob's face like freeze there like that this is the, <sighs> yeah. the kind of reactionary reaction creation thing like i do think I mean, the weird thing, obviously, is that Laura is, as far as we know, and, you know, let's uh, open up the possibility that they're going to change this. But as far as we know, you know, a human being, mm -hmm. um, Bob, uh, not really. Oh, man. If uh, Laura is a fairy, oh, man. <laughs> if she's a fae, I'm, I'm, uh, it's over. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I guess the only thing I thought... The, the thing that made, I definitely think you're right about the parallel there between the creations of the of of orb people. Um, uh, but the, with the Bob one, like Bob was like alive in there, you know, it wasn't like a still image. It was he was like moving in there. Uh, and with the Laura thing, it's just it's sure. just this like freeze frame picture. So that's why it sort of seemed different. But it could be a distinction without a difference or something like that. Um, but that's, yeah, that's why I mean, they use that. Uh, they use that like prom photo or whatever the, mm -hmm. the famous one, you know, which maybe doesn't that's, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, but yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. But it's supposed to be the same kind of idea. So, but what does that mean? That she's you know, first of all, it's it's the wrong time period, right? So it's not like. Uh, You're guess, saying Laura Palmer wasn't born in 1945? I don't think she was. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's the idea like, like, oh, they're sending their bad guy to Earth. We're gonna send our good girl to Earth, and they're gonna, and this is, and this is gonna like neutralize Bob or something. Like, is that That's supposed the impression to be? I have. Yeah. Like, like the whole idea. Was that in in a couple decades, in several decades, <laughs> this will play out, and yeah. and um, so Bob is so so Laura could possibly be a trap for Bob. Uh, she's the right. anti Bob. Um, yeah, that's weird. Um, that's it a very weird. weird. That's a very weird idea. Um, it's it's definitely the kind of thing where it's like. Um, I mean, I think we could call this a retcon, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, assuming that's true. I mean, you know, anytime you go back to like the origin of a series and you try to like reframe what it was about, um, you know, that's usually retcon, you know, it just, it just reminds me of like, you know, um, uh, you know, changing where Harry's rules came from in Dexter mm -hmm. or, you know, like, like going back and, and saying like that, that thing that you understood from the beginning, you know, um, <laughs> there was something, there it, was something else going on there. And there was some extra thing you were missing. Yeah. That was kind of like, you know, the, the reason why it happened. Mm hmm. You know, um, whereas like the impression we have from the series and from Fire Walk With Me, the original series, um, is that, you know, Bob possessed Leland, um, you know, seemingly just because he was there. I mean, seemingly just because like he was next door or he just happened to be in the area. I mean, you know what I mean? There's there's mm -hmm. no clear 
reason why he possessed Leland. And, you know, because he possessed Leland, he's there, you know, to abuse Laura later and to obviously eventually kill her later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea that they were sort of fated to come together, you know, it just, it kind of changes everything yep. <laughs> as far as that story goes, like what, it, what that story was about. Um, and, you know, seemingly, I mean, Laura didn't seem to really know that was the case, but I, I guess that's a, another thing that, um, you know, made me think that this, this next segment of the, of uh, uh, the part ugh, in 1956, when we see the egg thing, like, because we just saw the Lorb, like floating to earth, I really thought, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the egg was the orb, you know, that was Laura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, well, that means girl has to be Sarah Palmer. And, you know, this is some kind of, you know, this is some kind of attempt to like show like how, how it works. Like how did, how did that thing become Laura Palmer? You know, how did that thing from 1945 become Laura Palmer? You know, um, now I'm not convinced that the egg has anything to do with Laura Palmer. Um, yeah, I think the although, egg is on although, the Bob side. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, although the boy and girl thing is still, you know, sort of up in the air. Um, but I, I do feel like if they're telling us that Laura was sent, you know, like, I guess I'm wondering if they're, if they're going to try to say that, you know, Laura being a, a spirit in the Black Lodge or something like is is a different kind of thing because of this, mm-hmm. you know, that, that maybe like, you know, like Mike or something, you know, she was always somewhat more than human. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, you know, are they, I mean, cause it, it doesn't seem like most people have this, right? Like most people on earth don't have like, you know, this celestial giant, you know, uh, sending out orbs with their face on it, you know, um, yeah. it's... launching them to earth. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're still there's still room for the orb not to be the creation of Laura, you know. Um, it could be some other idea of um, you know uh, protection of her or something, um, you know, something like that. Um, it, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. The time period's tough. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, I could see, not necessarily David Lynch doing this, but I could see this idea of, like, uh, it, you know, they seem a little too young, but if the boy and the girl have sex or are about to have sex or something, you know, and then the orb flies into her stomach, you know, and it's this weird immaculate conception or something. Um, right. like that, but, but again, the time period is very strange. Um, this should be too early for Laura yeah, to be Laura born be anytime born soon. Six either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or within a year. So yeah, there's just yeah. no. And, and no yeah, better. this is all very weird. And I mean, this, this, that can't, you know, that can't be Leland, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, not only that, it's fun. it's New Mexico. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even Twin Peaks, you know. So yeah, it, it's just it's just weird. I mean, I, I always assumed that we were meant to assume that, you know. Uh, I mean, Leland clearly grew up in Twin Peaks. I mean, he was as an eight year old, he was in the area, mm-hmm. you know. So like, oh yeah, except for that time when I was in New Mexico and I met Sarah there. You know, like yeah, but wasn't it? 
wasn't he wasn't it like a summer home that he that he was going to that was next to Bob or something? Yeah, 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 summer, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so it, it could be he lived in New Mexico and they summered in Washington. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I no, I thought I thought they said that the Palmer family had, had was was a part of Twin Peaks like going back. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I I thought they said that. Uh, that it, they, they weren't just summering there, but I guess that's that's an interesting. Point. I don't know for some reason I forgot. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe because it's a maybe they said it was like a lake house or something weird that made me think they summered there, and that's not actually true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, I mean I I do think it was a summer thing, but I guess I thought they still lived in Twin Peaks. You know, they just summered mm, on the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that was that was what I always envisioned. But would you um, have two houses in the same city, just and just have one closer to the lake? Yeah, <laughs> I mean you know for for scenery. <laughs> um, not impossible, not impossible. I guess um, maybe it's a timeshare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I do kind of think this boy and girl have are, are not. Sarah and Leland or anything like that. Um, I think it's just other people, just like there's other characters in this New Mexico town that uh, are a part of what's going on here. Um, right. Well, do you want to talk about that part? Uh, yeah, I mean, are you... yeah, I guess I don't have much else to say about this, the giant theater thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm still confused about the orb going through earth and <laughs> why everything's in black and white is an interesting question, but, uh, everything but the gold. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. The gold stuff. I mean, it, it, it puts, it puts Laura Palmer like in the middle of the mythology, not just as an innocent bystander, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or like, um, you know, like random, like victim, I guess. Yeah. Um, who just happened to get in the way, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the people in the radio station, Yeah. you know, like they're just there. And so they end up getting killed, but that doesn't mean like, you know, the giant sent an orb for them, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, and I, I guess I, I always thought, you know, obviously like Laura got, you know, into some like deep weirdness, but um, it, it it wasn't clear to me that that we were supposed to think, um, you know, that there was some there was like fate involved, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Lar- larger forces were dictating their conflict beyond just you know Bob alone. Yeah, it's like Jacob and Man in Black and Lost, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah. here's these like the the this different strata of conflicts, and oh, you just thought it was on this level. It's like, no, here's the forces that instigated the other stuff. Um, what's weird though yeah, is the like the forces behind Bob, the forces behind behind yeah, Laura. Yeah, what's interesting is um, there's like a you know it goes from 1945 to 1956. Um, so, but I mean, <laughs> you know, how are we supposed to gel that with, um, you know, what we just saw with, with Bob and Laura sort of seemingly coming there or, you know, the setup was 45, right? 
So, right. so it does it take them that long to get there, or is it, or did they only really appear there in forty and fifty six? You know what I mean? Like, I, I find that strange. You know, because it's like they they cut to the desert in forty five and then advance time to make it seem like everything right. we saw before was from forty five. Um, right. Yeah, so yeah, did yeah she definitely. Get, so did she get to Earth in forty five, or did she get to Earth in fifty six? Are you because saying the egg is Laura? Not the egg. I, well, I mean the orb. Clearly, the orb got to Earth. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know if, if I don't think it's the egg because because we saw you know it, it shouldn't be the egg. We saw the egg come from a different place, right? Yeah, the yeah, eggs yeah. were in the Bob yeah. thing. So I was just making sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but but the 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 orb was the orb was headed to Earth. Um, presumably it got there, but it yeah it, it's it makes it seem like um. You know, I guess maybe the egg didn't get there till fifty six, but who knows when the the Laura got there? I guess or the the Lorb. Um, right. Yeah, the egg thing is weird. Yeah, okay, we can go to this part. You want to talk about this part? Okay. So, uh, so then we kind of flash forward to nineteen fifty six. It just says New Mexico desert. I, I guess it's supposed to be the same general area, um, uh, but not exactly necessarily the same area anyway it's still new mexico um uh we see uh we see an egg on the ground uh hatch and uh some kind of insect creature uh emerges from the egg um then we see uh two characters who are only credited as boy and girl so I'm just going to have to call them boy and girl mm-hmm. uh, walking by a gas station slash convenience store. You might call it mm-hmm. uh, uh, girl finds a penny. Uh, we see uh, then we see um, a woodsman float to the ground, joined by others. Uh, then a couple drive down the road uh, a woodsman stands in front of the car, comes up to the man driving, and says, uh, got a light, over <laughs> and over. Uh, that's, uh, they they manage to, to pull away uh, before anything happens uh, further. Um, then uh, boy and girl continue to walk and talk. They arrive at uh, the girl's home. Boy asks for a kiss. She reluctantly agrees. Girl goes inside. Um, then we go back to uh, the woodsman walking towards a radio station. We see inside the radio station, there's uh, a disc jockey uh, and a receptionist. We also see some people listening to the radio, a mechanic, a woman in a diner, and the girl at home. Uh Woods, the woodsman enters the radio station, says, got a light to the receptionist, and then uh, grabs her head, killing her. Then he walks in, grabs the DJ in a similar way. He pulls off the record. He grabs the microphone and says, this is the water and this is the well. Drink full and descends. The horse is the white of the eyes and dark within. He says that a few times. <laughs> uh, 
as this happens, uh, we see the same people listening, and they pretty much all pass out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, then we see the insect uh, crawling some more. We see the girl listening to the radio. She falls asleep. The insect crawls up uh, to the girl's house, flies in the window. The girl opens her mouth, and the insect crawls inside. Um then uh, the woodsman says the poem one more time, crushes the DJ skull. I guess that's what happened. Um, then the woodsman walks out of the radio station, walks into the darkness, and we hear the sound of a horse whinnying distantly. That's from the closed captioning. Um, and that's the end of the episode, or the part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then we get the credits with the girl sleeping with the smile credits on her face, sort of, and... Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this all made sense to me. So I just went through that whole sequence. So, I mean, there's a clear narrative here, right? There's mm-hmm. like cause and effect. There's mm-hmm. like A and then B, you know? Um, I think, you know, uh, for me, like the real question is like, what What does it mean? Like what's happening? You know? Yeah. Um, uh, who are these people? Like, does it matter? Are boy and girl, like, characters that we're, we're going to know? You know, uh, either characters from the original series or uh, perhaps other characters from the new series that we, we've either already met or will meet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like, do, do they have any significance as characters? Or is their story just here to... Uh, you know, to 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 like illustrate c- certain concepts that they're going to come back to, like the the woodsman, this bug thing, this insect thing. You know what I mean? Like, are they just mm-hmm. introducing those ideas, or do those characters matter? Yes. You know? It's not clear. Like crediting crediting them so vaguely makes it really unclear. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what I think is happening. Um, I think. Uh, Bob is uh, is basically in the creature thing. Uh, you think Bob is the okay? Yeah, that's I, that's the Bob. That's the Bob egg, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like the egg and the you know Bob fertilized the egg or something, and and this creature okay. was created. Um, or you know, in some other sense, it's he needs a host and this is his first host on earth basically. And, um, and so he, you know, and then, and then we basically see Bob's first victim perhaps, you know, it going in, in, in her mouth. Um, right. Did come in through the window. Came in through the window. Um, yeah, so that's God. That was weird when the when the thing hatched. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> There's. It looks to me yeah. like something else is in that egg. I, you know, I don't know what else could be in that egg. I don't know if maybe they'll cut back to this and there's another creature that comes out, you know, but it, something else mm-hmm. looks like it moves in there, which is weird. Um, yeah, and, and, and so I wonder, was the girl a victim of this creature because she kissed the boy? You know, is this is this the idea behind this boy and girl, this sort of, like, innocent, 
attraction or something leading to, you know, more sinister demise, you know, um, you know, that's a question. <laughs> um, <coughs> right. Uh, Some kind of. Like, well, corruption. Yeah, exactly. Know. Like you have to be sort of, uh, uh, it's like, um, susceptible to this or something like, yeah, maybe she wasn't right. innocent anymore or something. Um, right, right, right. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's interesting that she finds, uh, what is she, was it a penny? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting, this idea of, here's some good luck, but yeah, you're not actually gonna have good luck here when this thing crawls in your mouth. And the fact that <laughs> yeah, she, she opened her yeah. mouth, what is that about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did it somehow, like, make mm-hmm. her do that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's weird. It's very weird. So, yeah, I mean, are you kind of, like, to me, it seems... Like, I'm totally convinced that the woodsmen are helping this thing. Um, You know, it's not clear to me that getting everyone to pass out, you know, really accomplished anything for them. Well, it it will if there's more creatures and and there's more creatures to go into mouths, you know, with these people that passed out. Sure, sure, sure. Because there were more eggs. But yeah. But then then they're still helping that one. They're just helping more than. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they want this thing to be in people, I guess. Yeah. Um uh yeah, the so so going back to the beginning of this woodsman part. Um yeah, when he when 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 the people are driving and they come across a woodsman in the road, I love that. It was such a scary scene because yeah. um they had already like affected some other car that was there. So you get this weird right. sense of like, um, you know, showing up at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh shit! Like, you know, something's going down here. Um, yeah. You know, now we're accidentally a part of it. Uh, it's like um, it, uh, that that part in The Shining when he sees the uh, the guy in the dog costume. You know, yeah, and it's definitely. like you, oh crap, now I'm connected to this horrible thing, you know, it looked at me, you know, now I'm part of it. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it also reminded me of the, uh, those, the, the people driving the car reminded me of the old grandparents in Mahan Drive, you know, that, that, um, there, yeah. you know, David Lynch might be sexist, he might be racist, I don't think he's racist, <laughs> but he's not ageist. <laughs> I swear, he hires so many old people. Some of his best characters are old people. Seriously, and he's like True, throughout his whole right. career, like old people, yeah. old people, old people. He loves old people. <laughs> oh yeah, know? yeah. They, I guess because they have so much character, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this just reminded me. Uh, and he uses that. He likes the you know the way they move. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Their, their faces, and yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, and it's the a, older it's he gets, it's, it's like, he likes old people because he's old. <laughs> right, right, of course. You know, course. Um, but yeah, the God of Light <clears throat> thing is weird. You know, I said at the top of the podcast that I have some sense that the light is, the, you know, light and fire and soul, you know, that, that whole thing kind of connects. Um, right. You know, so we did see when the little boy got run over, fire came out of a fire spirit soul thing. 
So maybe that's the right. light he wants, you know. Uh, yeah. I also find it interesting that the way he was killing, the woodsman was killing people, was very similar to how Bob took Wyndham Earl's soul, you know, with the, like, hand on the head. And, oh, yeah. you know, Wyndham Earl had fire come out of his head, and these people had blood come out of their head. Uh, but I thought that was kind of an interesting connection. Uh, and so maybe he's doing a similar sort of sort of thing to them. Uh, yeah, as Bob right. as Bob was doing to Wyndham Earl, um, it also seemed to me like when he would say "Got a light," like they were hypnotized or somehow I don't know, like transfixed or like like they they had this weird reaction. Like so, especially the the guy of, of the couple, you know, he seemed like completely um, I, yeah. unable to to like break the spell or whatever I got, uh, his wife seemed like you know more like come on let's get out of here you know mm-hmm. um like moving around and like acting you know um scared and upset and and like wanting to leave you know mm-hmm. but um like when he walks in the radio station and the reception it sees it like she's just kind of like i don't know like like put in this weird state and the dj does the same thing where like they don't run away, you know, yeah. they just seem like frozen there, like unable to um, yeah. do anything. Yeah. It's, it's like they're drawn into the darkness or something. And, uh, yeah, yeah I got the sense that, that, yeah, they're so otherworldly that, you know, you, and, and especially with the couple, uh, I mean, they, they do play it out with the perception as time kind of slows down. Um, but with a couple, you get the sense of, um, you know, with the flashing light and everything that, that like time is behaving strangely in this moment, you know, the got a light moment right. and, uh, you know, and he's, yeah, kind of being drawn in and, and like, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. What does he really want? I was just like, why does he have a cigarette? Where did he get that cigarette from? I mean, did he, yeah, did he get yeah. it from the other people in the first car? And he literally, and he literally, you know, wants a light because he's never smoked a cigarette, and he wants to see try it. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It is very strange. It is very strange to walk around with a cigarette when you're this like mm-hmm. I don't know like quasi ethereal being. It was like... also strange that he he walks so much considering he floated down in the first place. Right, um, right. Yeah. So, and that was another thing that that made me think, you know, on the fir- on the on the the first watch is um that, you know, they had come to earth, you know, that was like him coming there or something like that. Right. Um right. but again, we descend from pure air. Uh, is yep, a quote. Yep. So that's literally that what is. he did. You're right. Um, You're right. But but you know that would put the man from another place and those those convenience store people in the same kind of pantheon. You know they're definitely connected somehow. Um, yeah. And does that yeah. mean that like Mike was a woodsman and maybe Mike's original form he would look like these woodsman characters and at some point you know he's now looking like Philip Gerard all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's the question I have. Like, where does the black lodge fit into all this? Because, uh, they didn't really tell us anything about the black lodge, you mm-hmm. know? 
Um, it told stuff about the convenience store, the the woodsman, obviously the giant, Bob, Laura, but the Black Lodge, you know, Mike, the 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 man from another place. I guess they're you know they're related, so whatever. Um, but you know, like, is that is that a realm that you know existed already, just like um, the giants? you know, crazy mm-hmm. war, uh, world, you know, the, the kind of purple place, you know, is it, is it something like that? Um, or is it a new place that, you know, has yeah. something to do with Bob? It is know? interesting that the, you know, the woodsmen is, are all in black and white, you know, the, the black lodge is, you know, there is a, you know, black lodge, white lodge, there's a black and white thing there. Of course, the right. floor is brown and white, not black and white as it's often depicted, um, the zigzag floor. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, did they did they create the Black Lodge? Did they find it? Like, it's a place they, they didn't know about before. Right. Yeah. Because um, if the convenience, if they can get there from the convenience store, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously it goes without saying. It's it, it just calls all of the previous mythology in the question. You know. Um, yeah. When you say, you know, there's a one of my favorite movies. Um, this old '80s kids adventure movie called Explorers with like River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke, uh, and it's about these kids who basically create a spaceship. And they go off into space, and spoiler alert, they find aliens, and it's this like crazy whole mm-hmm. sequence, and they, they, they hang out with the aliens. And basically what you find out in the end um, is that the aliens are actually like, you know, basically kids who stole their parents' car and went off on their own adventure. Because at the end, oh. like the, the parents, the alien parents show up in a bigger ship and are bigger... You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, right. it, it sort of reminds me of that, like, any time when you're like, oh, no, these aren't the real, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, top tier thing or whatever. Like, this, this these aren't yeah. the top of the food chain. You know, this other thing's the top of the food chain. Right. It's always strange when that happens. But yeah, it reminds me of that. Like, okay, are the woodsmen, like, bigger than the man from another place and Mike? Are they the same? Um, are they, you know, are, you know, Mrs. Trayvon yeah, I mean, and her grandson? Yeah, I Mike going to meet Bob and they start killing together i mean mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know that whole idea like that, that kind of seems weird yeah the yeah mr tremont and the grandson that's a good point like where where are they supposed to fit in not clear yeah the jumping they man. were they were sort of over by the woodsman in that convenience store scene mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean anything Yeah, and, and you know, going back to Garmonbosia, right? Like it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like they're looking for Garmonbosia. Uh, Not really. You know, so is it? Is it? Yeah, I'm curious if we're gonna see the origin of that or something, or that whole yeah. idea. I mean, they are like to a certain extent spreading pain, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's no uh, there's no talk of like. 
you know, get get the Carmen Posia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta gotta send our bugs out so we can get the Garvin Bosia. And yeah, I don't now know. we we'll now we need an, at all. Yeah, now we need an origin for the woodsmen. Like, where are they from? Right, right. <laughs> what is their deal? Yeah, yeah. Because the thing about the Black yeah. Lodge entities were okay. They're at the Black Lodge. There's a portal where they can come through, you know, and do things. But but they they're not from our our planet. You know, and then right. now it seems like the you know maybe the woodsmen are here all the time. You know, we're always here. Is that a thing? Um, yeah. You know, he knows how to use the radio. Um, you yeah, know why yeah. is but but like why is now the time? You know, uh, it, you know does the you know what about that atomic explosion made this the time to do this thing with the radio? Right. And the and the and the and the bug, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, did it did, did it just take eleven years for the eggs to hatch? I mean, like, what's or or were they deposited later? Like, I, I don't know what we're supposed to think there. Or it took eleven years from the fly through space and hit Earth. Oh, it took a lot. Yeah, they had to fly fly there first. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, where were they? Or maybe, I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe um, maybe we go into the atomic ex- bomb and we go into the mushroom cloud. And and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe within there somewhere in some dimension is where the experiment woman is. And so when she vomits out Bob, like he comes basically through the cloud or something, uh, or in the you know the eggs or something like that, you know. So maybe it's not like literally in space or something, because that would be weird. It didn't look like space. Right. You know, it didn't really look like space. Um, no, no, no. But but she was in uh, some sort of dimension. Uh, right. The context really wasn't clear at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, they showed a lot of the steps, but, you know, they uh, the, the story could have been made clearer. I mean, uh, if they if they kind of showed like where the Bob thing went, then, you know, if they if they showed like Bob's face on this on this mm-hmm. egg that's on the ground, you know, what I mean? like they could have yeah, they, they showed it out a little more. They show where the egg went. That helped, sort of. Right. Because we knew the egg was with Bob. Right. But yeah, it's not clear. Did they go to the same place in New Mexico? Did Bob go to Washington? You know, like, right, with the right. trajectory, you know, a slight change in angle over a long distance, sure. you know, will have an effect. So, yeah. um, and and this even the idea that Bob is sort of fully formed, too, is interesting. Was Bob just always Bob? <laughs> you know, right, like, right. He just came out like Bob, mm-hmm. all bobbed up immediately. All, yeah, like, knowing that he should like have long hair and wear a jean jacket and <laughs> all that stuff. His sense of style is innate, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's weird. And why does it matter? <laughs> Who's doing, like, it's so interesting, you know, what is, what the giant is doing, why does that matter, you know, what, the Bob comes to Earth, or whatever, why does that matter, you know, is this, is this an unusual thing, is this a war for 
the the planet, you know, like the, the the giant has to keep the woodsman in check, you know, or they'll take over. But it seems like they 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 have the power to do more damage. I mean, they seem sort of impervious, you know, um, to 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 harm in a way, you know. So it seems like yeah. if they wanted to kill everyone, they probably could, you know. Uh, so that right. doesn't seem to be their goal. Um, yeah, I you know I. Wanna... I mean, now that we know how dangerous they could be, like the one walking down the hall seems like you mm-hmm. know, like potentially more of a threat than I really thought at the time. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, I, another thing I was gonna say. I feel like there might be a connection here with the the white horse. Oh, for you sure. Know, uh, like he talks about a horse in the in the poem that he says over and over again, and and also when he walks into the darkness, we hear a horse whinnying sound. Mm-hmm. And um, we saw the horse is, in the black lodge. And we saw the horse in the black lodge. Yeah. So is that is that some kind of connection there? Like. The, the horses are the horses of the uh, of the woodsmen. I mean, is that is that what they're telling us? Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I was reading someone someone talking about the symbolism of the show and the idea that a pale horse, you know, from the Bible uh, symbolizes death, you know. And so we did see Sarah Palmer see the horse before right. Maddie died. Right. Um, so that's, you know, that's the best explanation of the horse I've heard is some sort of harbinger of death. So maybe that's, you know, you know, I think that would fit in here if they're about to embark on some sinister plan. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, is the, is the horse a thing? Is it a real entity with its own <laughs> goals and motivations? Oh God. Yeah. Oh God, we have to worry about what the horse wants. We might have to worry about what the horse wants. Um, (laughs) I was just surprised to hear a horse sound like you know what I mean it could have just ended with um, the woodsman walking away you know it it didn't I mean there's no obvious reason why there needs to be a horse involved Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so it's just it strikes me as a as an odd thing and and i guess since the horse is also in the poem it just it seems like there's something it seems like there's some point about a horse here yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i don't i don't know exactly what it is but but yeah they they did specifically show the horse earlier um earlier in the season so uh so yeah maybe maybe they're gonna say more about the the, the black lodge horse and whatever it's harpinging <laughs> yeah oh it's harboring all right yeah um hmm this is the water and this is the well drink full and descend yeah i mean it, it seems like he's calling forth other woodsmen and he's and like the sense i got was he's saying basically hey guys it's free buffet time Come on out <laughs> and have your fill, you know. Um, right. And then the the horse of the wily eyes and dark within. Um, uh, maybe maybe that's some statement about, um, you know, the people that are that are hosts, potential hosts, um, 
you know, maybe that says uh, some, you know, the eyes are the windows of the soul. Um, maybe he's saying, I know, maybe there's some sort of directions on how to sort of like over, you know, take them over or something. Uh, it's very, very strange. But um, yeah, the first, this first part to me that seems like a, you know, call to dinner almost. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and I guess over the radio, I was going to say why the radio and then answer my own question. I guess the electromagnetism, you know, of the radio waves, he's, yeah. he's, broad, he's sort of broadcasting out. So so I do wonder yeah. if it's literally just going over the radio or is it, is he broadcasting it to all the woodsmen on the planet or wherever? Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's... Uh, I think about that. Yeah, yeah. Because they were sort of already there. I mean, if that convenience store is in New Mexico, you know, and, and you know, we did see, you know, them on the road accosting people. Again, that's why it came across to me like they they just got to Earth, you know, because and now they're doing this plan now that they're here. You know, and maybe they, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the bomb brought them here against their will or something. You know, maybe the bomb, you know, maybe they got stuck. Maybe they're stuck here. They just want to go home. <laughs> oh, no, not that story again. <laughs> and they have to just, like, um, kill uh, the protector of Earth, uh, a.k.a. Laura Palmer. And, uh, oh, or no. maybe they have to, like, inhabit her, and then they ha- they'll have the power to, like, go home. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not ready. Oh, man. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, she says, uh, yeah. And this whole thing of Laura taking her face off, you know... Uh, and, and, and sort of that idea of, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not Laura, but I, uh, I think I know her. What, what, what's the phrase? Um, oh, what does she say? You know, I think, I, think that, I know her, but sometimes my arms bend back. Oh no. It's like, I feel like I know her. Yeah. That's what I feel, I feel like, like I, I know. know her. Yeah. I feel like I know her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe you know the orb is not Laura, but is some sort of a good spirit thing or something that that's the antithesis of Bob, and then sort of Laura sort of ends up being some sort of like hybrid manifestation of the two, and maybe that's mm-hmm. the sort of dark and light side you know that's playing out you know right. Uh, you know, if you know, so if this girl was it, it, is sort of um, Sarah Palmer or something, and Bob is infecting her or something weird, like maybe that's you know that's contributing, that's going to contribute to like the dark half of Laura, and then this orb is like going to be the light half or something like that. You know, that right. seems very boring of an idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, just like too straightforward for david lynch i think but right right um but something like that you know it's at least dealing with the themes that he deals with you know duality oh yeah like yeah yeah yeah, all that stuff um yeah i i I just why does she open her mouth for the for the frog Uh, oh yeah 
yeah, it's a weird one. It like it seemed to me like it it somehow was able to make her do that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, because it, it didn't. I mean, there was no indication that. I mean, my impression is that the woodsman's you know poem thing on the radio just put her to sleep. Yeah, know, and it could be um, that the radio thing did 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 make her open her mouth too or something. Yeah, but there wasn't an extra thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only example like that we saw. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe she just willingly did that. I mean, I guess maybe she didn't willingly do that. But yeah, it's just like. <laughs> Ugh. Don't crawl, don't crawl in me. Mm-hmm. Don't crawl in me. So, Insect and the other thing. thought I had was maybe this isn't, maybe this girl isn't Sarah Palmer, but maybe she's sort of infected by this thing, and then maybe she, uh, you know, comes in contact with Sarah later, or Leland later, and transmits it that way or something. Um... Yeah, I I really I I kind of hope we come back to this time period and see what happens next because you know does this mean that you know Bob is gonna be in control of this girl is he just along for the ride you know like is the creature right. done or is the creature gonna come out later uh, is it gonna transmutate into something else? Because I, I first thought the creature before I, I didn't I didn't notice the eggs in that vomit stream with Bob at first, and so I thought the creature was like this like product of the atomic bomb, like some some mutated animal that right, was created. Right. But um, yeah, well, that's I feel like that's sort of true, but yeah, not in a not in a normal way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little there's there's a few steps before you get there mm-hmm. that just like it was exposed to a lot of radiation and so now it's this yeah it's a little more like well you see there was this experiment <laughs> yeah why is it an experiment I mean does that literally mean that like if the wisdom created her or something they experimented right. and created that thing and maybe they didn't uh, maybe. You know, know that they were they trying to get Bob. Maybe they didn't know they were going to get Bob. Maybe they didn't know what they were going to get. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and what what is Bob able to do that they can't do? You know why 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 Bob? <laughs> why Bob? Why Bob? Why now? Why Bob? I just. I mean, I guess. Maybe that's what we'll find out is uh, what Bob has to do with all this. Um, I'm surprised that we had to go find, you know, have new characters introduced um, or more of an old character type introduced uh, to kind of get at Bob's creation and like what the ultimate plan is going to be here. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm surprised that again, I, I, you know, the impression I got from the show was like, Bob was just around all the time, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This kind of eternal presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's it's weird to, like, say, no, no, no. He was created in 1945. Yeah, or, or, or came to Earth in 1945, you know, and maybe he's... 
he he uh you know came from you know, i you know existed somehow before you know uh yeah i don't know he was in a bubble what are you gonna do um <laughs> <laughs> wasn't much of a life you know uh, Life really began in that bubble. You know, it's a bubble. You think, you think it's good? Okay, it's like I don't it's know. like it the very exciting. It's like paint. the the, the the bottle in IG Magini. You know, when you go inside, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more spacious. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Okay, okay. <laughs> if it's like that, maybe it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. He's got sort of uh, Persian style decor in there. Um. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, for mica tables and, and whatnot. Of um, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was gonna bring up the fact that Ray, you know, Ray's line from from earlier where he he said the Bob thing was like maybe the key to what this is all about. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, uh, I do think uh, it does seem like Bob has some kind of um, I don't know important role in the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. They're, they're going to make some point about, I don't know what exactly, uh, his possessing um, Evil Cooper or, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they're going to, I don't know, maybe they're going to tie in the Laura Palmer stuff. Um, you know, there, there is that thing from earlier in the, uh, in the new series where, you know, Laura, like, floats away or whatever um yeah i assume we'll see her again at some point yeah um yeah and, whole... you know maybe that'll tie together some of these elements yeah i'm just trying to think about bob and and what the end game could be i mean maybe philip jeffries after his adventures with the people in the convenience store you know, I assumed he was kind of lost forever or something, but but if he did sort of get back to Earth, as it seems, uh, maybe he's trying to destroy them. You know, maybe you know if there is some plan they have, um, and maybe there, you know, maybe that is a part of that convenience store scene is is some sense of a plan that's happening. You know, they're sicking Bob on the world or something. Right. Um, uh, but maybe he's trying to stop that. And so maybe, cause uh, you know, when Ray says, what's the key to what this is all about? Like, what's all this, you know, what is the thing? Right. What, what does he think it is it? Cause there's no way that he can, uh, you know, be aware of the scope of what he's dealing with here. Um, we weren't until this. Yeah, part. yeah, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. I mean, he's not. He's not saying like the whole show because he doesn't know about most of that mm-hmm. stuff. But still, it. I mean, it suggests that you know, at the very least, for that part of the plot, um, you know, Bob might play an important role. And I mean, that part of the plot seemingly is pretty significant since, at least so far, you know, Evil Cooper is the primary antagonist. Yeah, but but when he says what this is all about, and it's like, well, what this is all about is woodsmen creating Bob and Bob coming to Earth and Bob inhabiting people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, obviously there's there's some other strata, lower strata there to deal with, but like I, I, you know, at some point those those two things should intersect, right? 
Uh, like he he should know something. Like, is it just Mister C? Like, you know, is there something about Mister C that they're trying to, you know, kill him for some reason? Um, so that's what this is all about, you know, or, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird phrase, uh, cause it, it, is, it alludes yeah. to something very vague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we really have no frame of reference for what he's talking about. I mean, that's the first scene where we've even really seen Ray, you know, t- talking on that level. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> It's it's really like we have no idea what he even understands about any of the stuff uh, that's happening or what he saw. Yeah, you know, like what has he been? What has Philip maybe told him, or you know, what what does he know about any of this? Yeah, yeah, maybe not much. Maybe that's uh, yeah, maybe that'll be one of those things where he's just really, really out of his league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think Ray is the key to everything. No offense. Yeah, Ray. not. But I mean, he could know a lot of. You know, he could he could be privy to things. Like if Philip Jeffrey found out some crazy shit and told him some crazy shit, you know. True. Um, but he has he has the vibe of a character who, you know, wouldn't necessarily know that much. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, but who knows. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, did do pretty well against Evil Cooper mm-hmm. with some help, but still. <laughs> well, both sides have help. Um, yeah, yeah, true. It's it's, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's definitely strange. And it, are the woodsmen just gonna be the real evil incarnate, or are they gonna have a real plan? Do they have a purpose? Do they have a, a life? Like, what's their what's their life like when they're not? doing this stuff you know or is this their only existence are they the evil that (laughs) men do you know did we create them you know Mm -hmm. implicitly or explicitly with the bomb um you know is is the is the horror of war sort of there there are penance for war you know what i mean like yeah um yeah. yeah it's it's um you know, and it, and it seems, I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem like they can inhabit people. So that, I think that's an interesting no. thing. Yeah, we haven't seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems like maybe they can help with uh, inhabitation, inhab- but but not, uh, yeah, do it themselves. Yeah. At least they don't seem to try. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Those are good questions, uh, and it's just really, you know, <laughs> it's up to the rest of the series to maybe help with them, uh, however much they they really want to tell us about that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this episode has uh, more details than I expected about the background mythology of, mm-hmm. um, you know, these things happening, but at the same time, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not... Not a hundred percent clear um, what yeah. it all means, or even what's happening, just on a basic level. Yeah. One of the things I meant to mention is that um, the scene of the nuclear atomic blast, um, the the perspective that it had, and and just the kind of way it looked, reminded me of like a, a Salvador Dali painting. Uh, you know, like uh, persistence of time or whatever it's called. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, 
I don't know, just that idea again of like painting and, uh, you know, a canvas and images and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, surrealist stuff. But um, yeah, wow. I mean, Dido, are we getting any more Dido? What's her real... <laughs> She seems like, you know, in this in this context, I would expect her to be like an opera singer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so is it going to be over when she sings? You know, is, is that thing? Um, yeah, so many, so many questions. Um, is that the giant's purpose is to make gold stuff come out? Did he lose something when that came out of him? Uh, you know, is... Uh, are there more orbs? You know, there was kind of other little smaller particles and things sort of moving in and out. Um, yeah. You know, is that coming from out of him? Did he is, is, is that or is that more like a he's facilitating a portal from another place to another place? And again, when the orb goes into the movie screen, it turns black and white and then it turns gold again. And I just, that's just the kind of right. thing that I, I just, is like, just the best, because it's so extra weird. <laughs> right. It's weird enough for the orb to go into the thing. It's weird enough for it to turn black and white, but then it turns gold again. Mm-hmm. Which is like, why did it turn black and white in the first place? If it was, mm-hmm. if it's so, if it's, if, if it's always gold, if gold is so important, you know? Yeah. But Good I guess question. the answer is because dreams. <laughs> it is. It, it does go back to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Will we see the boy and girl again? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, Good I, question. I, I don't expect that this is... I feel like he's too old to be Leland uh, unless... Um, yeah, I agree. Unless, you know, they're going to change a bit or something... You know, I mean, I would love to see Leland at the at the lake house or whatever, and old man Bob or whoever the guy was mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, asking the kid, "You want to play with fire, kid?" Yeah, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Which is similar to God of Light, yeah. you know. Um, it is. Yeah, I want to see him flick matches at little Leland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. It, it does turn, you know, one of the things that, that uh, I got from rewatching uh, Friday Walk With Me a couple of times is the, that, that sense of, um, you know, in a way it plays like a, you know, 80s horror, you know, film where, you know, it's it, instead of a slasher, it's like Bob, you know, but it's very, very, mm-hmm. you know, touches up like Halloween or something like that, you know, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Um uh, but this this whole backstory really takes it out of that, <laughs> you know. It really takes the story out of, um, you know, and you realize, oh, okay, there's there's a lot more going on than just this like psychological killer on the loose. Right. Yeah. 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 That was that was just kind of the smallest like shadow, you know, image of you know this huge story mm-hmm. um you know the tiniest hint you know and I, I feel like we already saw a little bit of that in the original series where they kind of expand out from bob to 
you know, the Black Lodge and all these other characters mm-hmm. um, traveling there. Like that was, you know, that was a big step forward. And, and now they've, you know, they had already done it, like you said, earlier in the series. But now we've really we've really zoomed out um, in terms of, you know, saying like there's all sorts of forces at work here that are, um, you know, above or uh, at least like not the same as the ones we're familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so this is like, you know, (laughs) it's just a whole world of strangeness going on. What was (laughs) whole you multiverse? Um, yeah. Uh, who was that that said um, the giant is known to us? Uh, Mike said that. Mike said that. That's right. Okay. He, he uh, is known to us. He yeah. is known to us. Um, yeah. So yeah, if that 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 brings that into some more context here. Uh, but it, and it's interesting how the you know the giant was in the Black Lodge. You know, and he he was there. Yeah, and I feel around. like that might have been a mistake, but but. Um, uh, but they can probably say that you know. Well, he could he could be there. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have to be in his. Well, that's you know, the thing we get, saw. Get away home all the time. We saw you know in this series we saw Cooper in the black and white world, you know, and then he right. sort of vanishes and dematerializes, you know, back to the Black yeah. Lodge or something. So yeah. The giant can probably teleport or something like that, or maybe there's like a machine, <laughs> a gold machine he can walk through or something, and he can get to it. Um, right. Uh, so I guess here's a question that that people are probably asking: Is do you think that this black and white world is the White Lodge, or do you think the White Lodge is yet to be on yet to be seen? Uh... Well, I guess what I would say is I think I I think if there if there is a white lodge, you know, that we're going to see, mm-hmm. then um yeah, then I think that's probably it. Hmm, okay. That's what I would say. I mean, uh he you know, there was no talking in this one, but he he did talk backwards in the um first scene mm-hmm. there when he was actually talking. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, they, they kind of show it um, uh, responding to Bob, you know, with kind of, um, uh, you know, a, 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 some kind of equal opposite, you know, uh, response uh, so I think, it, I think it makes sense that this would be the, the White Lodge. I don't think it has to be, but I guess what I would say is, like, I'm not convinced we will see the White Lodge if this isn't the White Lodge. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel like this isn't the White Lodge, and we'll see the White Lodge at the end. Like, that, that'll oh, be yeah, our they, re- well, they could do that. That'll okay, be our okay. re- at, the, at the end is the is an exception, but yeah. I guess, yeah. I met kind of more in the middle of the story. Yeah, I mean, like, that'll be our reward for all of this, is we finally... Because, right. you know, that's supposed to be the mythology, is you conquer your fear in the Black Lodge, and then you get to the White Lodge. So I feel like, you know, we have yet to kind of follow a character 
on that journey, you know. All and I feel through. like I feel yeah. like Dale Dale has True. to sort of do that. So maybe, you know, he will get Bob back to the Black Lodge. They'll have some sort of conflict resolution. Maybe over yeah. a beer. Maybe it's just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> right. You know, I because I always wonder why Bob didn't kill Cooper in the Black Lodge. I mean, I guess he didn't need to kill him if he trapped him there, but... You know, he yeah. he didn't want seem to want to take his soul if he could have at the time, right. um, yeah. and because it, 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 it made it seem like you know Cooper wasn't like a threat to him. You know, like once yeah. you know he got him. You know, I think he took his favorite toy Leland away from him. You know, he got in the way of that, but um, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like this. Like Bob is the villain and Cooper's the hero, and only one can survive. Now it's right. like that. <laughs> Because of Mr. It C. Is like that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in terms of with Bob, like he's sort of beyond that kind of thing. Uh which would kind of make sense to give um Dale's side, the good Cooper side, a kind of higher force on his on his side, you know. So not only are the Black Lodge entities helping, you know, Cooper uh as he re- recovers himself. Um, but you get the giant in this sort of Laura orb thing that could also be, you know, the sort of, uh, equal match to Bob's orb thing. Um, yeah. and that would be interesting if we did see, if we did see Laura in the Black Lodge fighting Bob somehow, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she takes her face off. He takes his face off. <laughs> it's a face off. <laughs> you know, that's 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 what it's foreshadowing that that Laura's gonna have a face off. That's what that wow. scene was about. There you go. There you go. See. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, uh, yeah. So anyway, the White Lodge. I I do hope we see it. I mean, I. I would think this this could be the White Lodge, except it it just it doesn't have the kind of thing I would expect the White Lodge to have, which is that weirdness of the Black Lodge, the weird physics of it, the weird sort of in, infiniteness of it. Um, you know, I mean, it could be that you know we only saw a couple rooms in this place, so you know, and again, like we you know us seeing the exterior of the building also makes it seem like it's not the White Lodge. Although yeah, that's true. it was sort of a light colored thing. I don't can't tell what color it was exactly because it's black and white, but yeah. um, you know, at least at least visually you could say, Oh look, it's a white lodge. <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Um right. But, but like the Yeah, interior... yeah. I feel like they might tell us that. I don't think that's out of the question. Mm-hmm. Or at least but... like this is uh connected with the white lodge. I guess sure. maybe this isn't um this the, is the, the waiting room thing. This yeah, is like the, exactly. Yeah, this is the theater. They'll be like, "This is the theater," and that'll just be the <laughs> answer. <you> <laughs> That's just the answer, okay? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I would, I would need to buy that because I feel like this can't be where your spirit goes, right? Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you I, know? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And and the whole purple place too. Like, why is it purple? Why? Where is it? Why is it? Is it? Is it purple water, or is it 
the light is purple and it makes the water look purple? <laughs> or is everything just purple? Um, it, what I want to know what's in that water because that's a scary thought. You know, because <laughs> our ocean yeah. is a scary place on its own. I don't want to know true. what purple place ocean is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And are these things aliens, or does, or is that not a fitting description? What things? <laughs> these entities. I mean, if yeah, they're not yeah, from yeah. Earth, are they? I mean, that's that's what I was saying. Like, I do feel like this is kind of David Lynch's presentation of the the kind of alien ideas from the book. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, yeah, they, it does seem like they're aliens in the sense that, in the sense that they're not from Earth. You know, mm-hmm. um, though it's it's not clear that you know they they live on just another planet in the universe in some sense that and they use spacecraft to fly there from you know to, mm-hmm. to earth i mean it, it doesn't seem like it seems like they they live in some kind of other dimension or something yeah um that that isn't necessarily uh you know just some other planet mm-hmm. um and so yeah i guess i feel like they're they're aliens in the sense they're not from earth but not aliens in the kind of flying saucer sense you know yeah 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 well and that but that's the you know that's the question right like are they human like is is dido a human being who's just in exists in this other place you know just like uh american girl is presumably you know is possibly you know ronette pulaski or whatever like Right. Um, well, she you know, she uh, she said the thing outside was mother, right? That was the, that was her who said mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's so uh, yeah, if that was experiments, then uh, then that's getting a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but you know that that idea of mother again. I think like it's it's likely an abstract thing, right? And so mother is basically you know. The thing, the thing that created you, or the thing oh, yeah, that's responsible for your existence. So, I mean, it, it it could be that she's calling it mother because it owns that place or something. You know, um, clearly it's not her real mother. You know, um, in terms I hope of like not. if she was human, you know, it's not her human mother or anything right. like that. I don't think. Right. Um, I don't really think mother is the experiment, but we did see the okay. experiment be, you know, we did see it sort of in a, in a, in a more human form, you know, sort of, you know, human scale at least. Um, right. So it could bang on a door if it wanted to. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not convinced that that's mother. But it was shown that it was it was behind Cooper in some sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that that connection seems seems there as well. I agree. It doesn't it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that at all. But that that, that it seems like there's enough connection there that it's a it's a reasonable theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? sure. And she could um, she could have called it mother, but that's not the right thing to call it or something or it's she's yeah. mistaken or, or sort of like um it's some sort of um analogy or something you know right 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 it was just an analogy <laughs> it was just an analogy 
Yeah, so that's the thing. I'm yeah, I'm curious if these people are supposed to be humans who are just in a weird place, or are they actually, you know, non-humans? They're aliens. Like their genetics would be different if they even have genetics. Yeah, I don't think they're supposed to be humans. I mean, that's my impression at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, uh, it does. I guess it does seem like humans can somehow ascend to their. The, level mm-hmm. uh but uh you know through various means but um yeah i mean th- you know they seem to have powers uh that humans don't have um and um you know they i mean they speak backwards there's just a lot of things where it's like it's hard to <laughs> i don't know it's hard to imagine them just being regular humans. You know, well, like, mean, how did they get be... there? Like, well, how could yeah. they be humans that didn't come from Earth? Well, well and it's funny they, you mentioned that. You mentioned that because I, I, I wanted to also say that the, um, the woodsman reminded me of the strangers from Dark City, um, especially in that that way they're able to like hypnotize people, uh, oh, and they yeah. and they kind of like you know, literally descend and can levitate and stuff like that. And, um, um, so what, what did you just ask me? (laughs) Oh, oh, you what did you say that? How can they be regular humans? Oh no, you said where they, yeah. Where would they come from? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they, you know, got through there some way. You know, and maybe it's a thing where they have powers because of the place that they're at, you know, or because of some position that they're in or, you know, they were recruited for some function and given some, you know, like lost or something, you know, they're, they're the protector of whatever. Right. So now they have this power, um, yeah. you know, it could be a thing like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and depending on how long right. this relationship and, and uh, between our planet and their their world has gone on. You know, people, you know, we have seen humans go to these other places, right? So it's not unlikely that in the past humans could have gone to these places, you know, um, I, you know, I could, I, I think it's, I could, I could see like the giant or something, you know, a long time ago, somehow getting to this world and, 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 and finding that he's got some duty or something, uh, and he's just mm-hmm. sort of the warden of this place, um, you know, and he once was human long ago or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, but maybe that distinction doesn't count now, you know, <laughs> um, but right. anyway, I just, I just, the, the, that could be true. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the idea, I feel like the possibility is there, you know, yeah, you're um, right. cause they, they don't go through obviously except for the woodsman. Uh, they don't like give them weird, you know, facial features or prosthetics. You know, they don't make them look like aliens. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I, you know, I expected part nine since it's it's basically the middle episode uh, uh, part of the series to be the craziest. You know, the sort of midpoint to be the right. craziest. So. I mean, this is this is Good pretty luck. crazy. Is it gonna go one level higher than this? You know, for the next part, that would be interesting. 
Um, it would be insane. I don't know if I can handle that, but uh, <laughs> I would. I would absolutely watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have that, I'm expecting things to somewhat go back to normal after this. I mean, I. I guess what I'm expecting for for nine is, um, you know, uh, may, maybe uh, some more. Um, high points with the, you know, the normal part of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some kind of, maybe Dougie Yeah, I agree. I, I think it'd be up. high point of, yeah, of, of the other parts. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be a bit before we come back to this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had to drop this in. And, and you know, this might play a role. I mean, obviously, you know, Evil Cooper waking up, you know, mm-hmm. the aftermath of that, he's going to, go to the farm or something and, you know, some kind of confrontation, maybe Philip Jeffries is involved. Like, you know, I feel like that, that stuff is coming, you know, there's, uh, there's a whole thing with the, with the FBI and, um, uh, you know, maybe the Laura Palmer diary, uh, investigation. I mean, maybe all those threads will start coming together, um, more so. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to at some point, right? I mean, this, this, you know, uh, the season's not going on forever. I just wanted to tie in together the idea of Josie being trapped in wood and the woodsman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, I, you know, I, I feel like there was also this idea that, um, you know, that uh, the log lady's husband was trapped in the mm-hmm. log. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the log lady's husband was like some kind of woodsman. You know, like a lumberjack, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, like, I guess that's another weird thing about the woodsmen, like, the fact that they're woodsmen, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, uh, you know, the idea of a woodsman, I mean, that has, like, a, a really particular, you know, like, it makes a, a kind of sense in Twin Peaks, you know, in, in an area where mm-hmm. logging and forests are, like, a fact of life. Yeah. You know, in New Mexico, in the desert, mm-hmm. uh, woodsmen is a really weird thing to see, you know? So, like, why, why are they woodsmen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, you, know, you know, it it's makes, bizarre. It makes me want to think, like, oh, this, the nu- you know, the woodsmen were created in the nuclear blast. That's why they're all charred up, you know? Like, it was like an accident. There was a there was a traveling group of woodsmen from the Pacific oh, Northwest God. traveling oh, through New Mexico, <laughs> and the atomic blast, oh, you God. know, changed them into these ever. into these beings. Our best vacation ever. Um, is, is it good? Okay, maybe it's good. <laughs> it might be good for them. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's like. But yeah. You know, like I want to also have that idea, like like not not just potentially a portal was opened, but like maybe this, the the bomb created them somehow out of regular people or something. Like maybe they don't even know they're, they're weird. You know, maybe they don't even know. It's one of those theories. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like maybe they, you know, they know that it's like they were in a blast or something, but you know, they don't necessarily know that, that, that they're as weird as they come off to us. Um, you know what I mean? It's one of those things when like, you know, like people die or something and don't know they're ghosts, you know? 
so maybe something weird like that, uh, right, where they, right. they kind of just think they're sort of normal, even though... This is what normal people do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm smoking a cigarette like a normal person. <laughs> Uh, very oh, very close to the Beetlejuice you. accent. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I got to tell you a little bit of trivia about the guy who plays like the maid woodsman, the one who talks. Okay. Um, uh, he's uh, uh, like something he does um, a lot is uh, like uh, Abraham Lincoln impersonations. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, for like schools and like history centers and stuff like that. Like he's he'll dress up like Abraham Lincoln and with his log know, cabin, speak like Abraham Lincoln. And yeah, exactly. Hey, that's what I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. The fact that a girl, you know, finds a penny, like it, it made that a little weird. Yeah, like the fact that he's um he's like kind of an Abraham Lincoln type. <laughs> Which is a weird figure for such a sinister presence. Mm-hmm. So she, and she sort of finds him. <laughs> or did he find her, you know? He was in Ooh. her path, he was in her path, you know? Uh-oh. Yeah, 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 that's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, the woodsman, uh, yeah, what a weird, what a weird character. Um, but yeah, I do wonder, uh... Yeah, you're right. That's a good point about the sort of um, imagery of the woodsman and, and all that stuff being being applicable to uh, the Twin Peaks area. Um, but yeah, I do wonder if there's any specific, you know, wood, more wood related things, you know, again, the connecting to Josie, connecting to um, right. uh, yeah. the log lady's oh, husband, like, do they have wood powers? <laughs> Right. You know, right. or, um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, geez, there's so much, uh, so many, again, too many mysteries. Yeah, 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 yeah. We already had too many, and now um, <laughs> we have more too many. The, uh, the the guy, when the woodsman is doing his poem, poem over the radio, um, this scene with one of those the random people in town, in the like uh, mechanics garage, listening to mm-hmm. the radio, reminding me of uh, Lost Highway. You know, I was uh, thinking that too. Yeah, Pete working at the garage and the jazz right. coming over the radio and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. He hears the yeah Bill Pullman's like saxophone <laughs> solo. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a crazy scene. It's a crazy movie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the thing I wanted to say is is what 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 is this scenario of the whatever the connection is between the atomic bomb going off and the woodsman at all? Um, what does that have? How, how what is that? <laughs> I don't know what this how to phrase it. How is that related, if at all, to um, you know subsequent nuclear tests? And actual nuclear detonations, you know, right in uh, in Japan and all that stuff. I mean, are we supposed to think yeah, every time a, every time a bomb goes off, a, a portal opens? Oh God! A woodsman oh, gets God. its wings or something. Every no, time. I was going to say something <laughs> like that. Oh God, that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I can fly again, better. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. Did it just happen the first time for some reason? Mm-hmm. Um, or or is it is it just being amplified every time it was used, you know? I mean, are we headed for some kind of crazy allegory about, like, nuclear disarmament or something? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, how, you know what I mean? I'm putting that at the origin, mm-hmm. just invite some kind of commentary, you mm-hmm. know? Um and I, I I wonder how far they're going to take that. Do you think the woods would want want all the nukes to go off or something? Destroy the planet or something? Or oh god, that's interesting. I mean, it's a long con if that's their goal, but um, yeah. But yeah, you know, maybe something like maybe we're, you know just what you were kind of saying, like maybe we're, we're going to cycle back to another version of this nuclear bomb idea um so you know maybe that'll be a right a, a potential thing that could happen or they'll talk about it but it won't actually happen sort of a thing um but yeah i wonder if uh yeah you're right i wonder if they're gonna connect this nuclear bomb to sort of the modern times you know because we do have the military involved in the story true True, the uh, Pentagon, they're they're mm-hmm. all in there, yeah. Yeah. Maybe um Yeah, maybe if you nuke the convenience store they can get sent back to their home planet or something. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> that would be crazy. That's all they want. They just want to go home. Just wanna go home. But, you know, and the other thing I want to say about the girl being potentially Sarah Palmer is uh, it would explain why she's so weird. (laughs) Was she weird? She was always weird. Mm -hmm. Now, you mean mean Sarah Palmer or the girl? Sarah Palmer. The girl was seen normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarah Palmer was definitely weird. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, It would explain why, you know. Now, another explanation is her husband was secretly molesting her daughter while she was, while drugging her. That's, that'll nice. drive you weird. But, sure, sure, sure. you know, otherwise, yeah, I wonder if, if uh, that's why she's so weird. And, 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 and also, maybe that's why she can see Bob, you know. Oh, that's the bug why thing she, you mean. Yeah, yeah, right. the bug thing. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, and she had like she had some powers too. Like mm-hmm. she had some kind of weird psychic, you know, connection. Like she she had the vision of Jacoby burying the mm-hmm. necklace. You know, that was, like, that, remote that was, viewing. She had like a remote viewing yeah. power. She she did remote viewing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. And then uh, in the uh, in the series finale, she's able to like channel. Mm-hmm. The man from another place, like and like, speak, allow him to speak through her to Major Briggs, something like that. I mean, that's oh, is that who you, you know, think that was? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I agree. It's not a hundred percent. I mean, it was clearly someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was someone from the Black Lodge. Yeah, uh, who was with Cooper, um, and uh, who wanted to contact Briggs, and yeah. I guess like. When they cut back, the voice you hear when when they actually are back in the Black Lodge and you can hear the voice more clearly, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. It does, like, um, it definitely, yeah, you're right. It, it, like, transitions sort of into his voice. 
I did think, yeah. for a while, I thought it was Annie. He says, I'm waiting for you. Yeah, I thought it was Annie until I really paid attention. And I was like, oh, no, it shouldn't be Annie. Then I thought it was Wyndham Earl. Because um, he would have the most, I think, um, motivation to contact Briggs about that. Um, right. You know, because, you know, his goal was to get to the Black Lodge and Briggs knows about that, and it kind of it would be kind of Earl sort of gloating or something. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you're the the nail in the coffin is that weird transition where the voice changes and it, it's clearly the man from another place. But why the man yeah. from another place would want to tell Briggs that, I don't know. And Briggs apparently, I mean, and I guess that'll be interesting too, is if in this series they tell us what Briggs did with that information. Uh, maybe yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Maybe that prompted him into whatever he ends up doing with Mr. C and all that stuff, you know, or... Because um, that's... You know, Briggs is such a great character. It'd be great to, you know, hearing that warning message or whatever, if he was called into... If he was like, well, that's very interesting. I'm going to go to bed now, you know, or if he's like, oh, <laughs> shit, I gotta, like, go do something to help, you know? Right. Right. He clearly yeah. didn't tell the authorities. No. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, once Cooper comes out of the Black Lodge, maybe he, he thinks things are different or he, um, you know, yeah. is, is unaware of, um, you know, that, that that's not the real Cooper or something. Yeah. And it seems he was killed shortly after uh, in the future somehow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, shortly after the 90s, he was killed in the in the 2000s. <laughs> However that worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. All right, well, I think we covered uh, everything and, um, and explained all the mysteries. Yeah. And Pretty I much. think there's no... We left no stone unturned. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Except I still yeah. want to see the exact room Cooper was in in the in the black and white place. I mean, we saw the phonograph or whatever. Yeah. But I want to see where you know where were they sitting? Is that the same carpet? It does look like the same carpet because it was a yeah, weird yeah. swirly kind of pattern. Really weird carpet. Yeah. 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 So I mean, maybe it's going to be like the bells where they have a phonograph like in another room, and that'll be the one. Um, because yeah, it doesn't seem like that's exactly the same room. Yeah, the bell, uh, the sort of bell, um, mach- uh, device, machine, alarm things, the oh. giant bell. Unless you mean like Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> thought you were saying like you know he's like like he's gonna talk into one end and it'll come out the other end or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's why I had to ask you what you meant. That cause... is an interesting interpretation. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you were you were saying we saw more than one of those in, like, uh-huh. different places, you know? So, so you I, think I was saying... he's, he's swanky enough to have two phonographs? <laughs> two? I think so. That's a I, lot of I, swank. I might have three. That's a lot of swank. Too much swank? 
<laughs> swankified. I don't know. I wouldn't underestimate the giant swank. Yeah, but just you know, it's a very it's a very minimalist environment. It's very sparse, and you know, historically, who's gonna have two phonographs? Really? Right. That's like having two TVs in the fifties. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a large place, you know. I mean, you might want to uh, listen to something in a, in a different area. You, you know, move that not, phonograph room to room, Ben. It's not convenient, you know. It's not. <laughs> it's not really portable. It's the twenties. Convenience is a whole different thing that back then. <laughs> <laughs> Which calls into question, is he saying the future? <laughs> I mean, we assume this is happen, happening contemporaneously, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Just thought I'd throw uh, it out there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's probably no way to tell with that. You know, just because, I mean, they've already established, like, that with, um, with the Black Lodge, like, that the way time works compared mm-hmm. to the, the real world is so, like fluid and confusing that i guess i feel like it's uh, <laughs> like like what could be true is that the the lorb like mm-hmm. went to you know 1973 or whatever it should have been for you know laura palmer to be born you know yeah i was thinking maybe uh, that's why i have to go through the machine that's like a time machine i don't yeah, sure, sure. Like, I don't think that's out of the question at all. And, and yeah, but, that'll... Oh, go ahead. Like, as for when it's actually taking place, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is kind of, you know, amorphous. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I was going to say, you know, if that if that uh, golden tube thing um, is some sort of time machine, at the very least, it's some sort of trans transportation transmutation device or something um similar to that uh i'm just thinking you know time what's what's related to time music you know so it looks like it it looks like an instrument you know looks like a musical instrument so there's that idea of time sure Sure. yeah 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 there you go yeah time it's a time bassoon (laughs) Oh man, the space time bassoon. The space time bassoon. Thank you. Yeah, great band name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, okay. You know, we could uh, ask a billion more questions, but um, there are plenty more. And yeah, as the podcast goes forward, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll come. Why back was to it part stuff. frog and part bug? <laughs> That added to the list. Oh, jeez. Those legs, man. Those back legs were disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had, like, frog back legs. Happy. But then it had, they were like, so meaty. insect front legs. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah, the insect thorax and wings. wings like a locust yeah. or, like, a grasshopper. But, yeah. like, also a frog. Yeah. And what's it going to do when it gets inside of her? <laughs> yeah. Good like, is question. it going to, like, lay an egg and then leave? Is it going to turn into... Is it going to cocoon into something else? Or... Wow. Wow, Bob. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
All right, well, we'll be back next time with whatever crazy shit they dream up next. <laughs> um, <laughs> fasten your seatbelts. If they're not already fastened, you probably have fallen out of the car by now. But uh, <laughs> fasten them up tighter because I, I think it's only it's only going to get crazier. Um, yeah, it's completely beyond my wildest expectations of what I thought more Twin Peaks would be. Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's wow. <laughs> Bob. Wow. <laughs> totally agree. Totally. Yeah. agree. I can't wait to, to see where this is going. All right. Until next time. See you later. All right. See you later. <laughs>